up on the right side of the formation. It's just a quick little hitch route. It's caught on the near side by Antoine Lake. Or correction. That is, uh, yes, it is Antoine Lake. He also has changed jerseys. And he's wearing number one. Might as well just go ahead and get my eraser out and start uh, making notes. I printed an extra thing that I had from Coach Lindsay, so this may be the correct numbers. <laughs> so, uh, Antoine Lake with the catch for a first down. It's out at about the 32. Handoff, Sir Hale, his first chance with a touch. Up the middle, not much there. In fact, he will gain nothing on first down on the first down play. Yeah, well, Matt. I guess they do give him about a half yard, second down, long nine. Yeah, Max uh, Schlitz there came through pretty pretty easily, the 5'11", 170-pound senior. Very active linebackers like we've seen over the last couple of years. You're going to see guys flying around. Schultz is something is someone that uh, coach told us before the season he was going to be the Cam Rogers type, kind of play that role. Play action, drop in the pocket. Clark will tuck it. A lot of real estate up the middle, but it closes quickly as the linebackers converge at about the 38-yard line, a couple yards short of what they need for a first down. Quarterback keeper, and it looked like the Spartans were dropping in zone coverage, and they reacted quickly when Carson Clark tucked it to run it up the middle of the field. Yeah, very good job. They're going to play coverage, you know, keep guys in front of him, and then rally to the ball. They got a big nose, man. He's a big fella. Third down, about three to go as they sit it at the 37. And it's Hale up the middle. Pulls through a tackle. That'll get him a first down as he goes across the 40. Stumbling out to the 44-yard line. Nice carry, and they'll give him the 43 where they'll spot it. Our near side judge gave him the 44, but the officials spotted it at the 43. First down, 10 for Bishop Lures. Nice play there by Isaac Barks, senior free safety. Balance formation, couple split each side. Now Glenn goes in motion right to left from the slot. Here's a drop back. Clark, he's being pressured. He'll dump it off to his outlet. Glenn, eight yards deep in the backfield, and he won't get away from about four Homestead Spartans. He goes down for a loss back at the 35-yard line. That's a negative eight-yard play, and Clark was being pursued from the start, and that just blew the whole play up. Yeah, they got a great pressure there with their front six, and uh, Glenn was out here as a re relief valve. Clark did a great job of getting into him, but like you said, it was a negative yardage. Second down, 18, just outside their own 35-yard line. Trips to the right, wide side of the field, single receiver to the left. Sir Hale the back, drop back in the pocket, they'll throw a middle oh, screen, a and Hale hit immediately and dropped in his tracks right at the line of scrimmage. Nothing there for that middle screen. Good defense by the Homestead Spartans. Max. That linebacking core so good. And we thought, Shannon, that that would take a hit because they lost right. the good was the graduation. Not right there. The hit was delivered by Homestead. Well, and again, it was Max, that 5'11", 170-pound linebacker, junior. Man, he came like he was shot out of a cannon. It is now third down, 19 at the 34 after that loss of two. Clark 
Drops back. Four-man rush. Rolls to the right. Here comes pressure. He lobs it downfield. Oh, what a beautiful one-handed catch by Jaden Hill at the Spartans' 45. He goes forward to out-of-bounds at the 39-yard line. That's a first down as Clark just floated it over the defender to Hill and a nice one-handed reach and grab by Hill for first down yardage. That was a dagger there for the Homestead defense getting third and 19, but what a throw by Clark. The chains move and a big third down conversion from the Spartans 39. Lures first drive of the game. They'll go with a quick slant. It's caught by Hill as he falls inside the 35 to the 34. Close to five yards on the first down pickup. It'll be second down and five. The clock continues to tick at 740 remaining in the opening quarter. And Lures has taken the opening kickoff from their own 20 and they've advanced it to the Spartans 30. Four, second and five. Staying predominantly in a balanced set offensively. Two receivers to each side. Tight end lines up to the left. Shotgun snap. And Hale, following the right side of the line, gets hit at about the 33 and goes forward to the 32 for forward progress before being driven back. So that will be a short gain. It's going to bring up another third down on this drive. This one will measure at third down and three at the 32 of Homestead. They'll need inside the 29-yard line for first down yardage. And if they don't get it, I would look for Lindsey to go for it. Two to the left, one to the right, single back, Sir Hale. Clark in the gun for the right hash. Long count, drops, look, looks quickly to the left. Comeback route, caught by Lake. He's got the first down. Spun away from a tackle right at the sticks and then took it forward for a couple of extra to about the 27-yard line, maybe even the 26. It's another first down and another third down conversion by Bishop Lures with an impressive opening drive. Yeah, and that was a heck of a throw. He was on the right hash. He threw back over to the left sideline. Leg just kind of got to the, the, the uh, first down marker. Good job of awareness there, and they got an easy... Uh, Pick up. Nick Thompson lines up wide to the right. Brody Glenn in the right side slot. Lake by himself to the left. And the give. Up the middle. Hale tries to bounce it to the left. Here comes pressure, and he gets taken down. And once again, it is Max Schultz, the 5'11", 170-pound senior linebacker who jumped in the gap and took everything away from Sir Hale. No game. Yeah, and I, I'm impressed thus far with Homestead's defense. I mean, they're, I, you know, Lures is earning this drive. I mean, there is not a lot of space out there. They'll call it a loss of a couple of yards back to the 28-29 yard line. Second down and long on the left hash. Two receivers, short side left, single receiver all by himself to the right. Rolling left, left-handed quarterback. Clark keeps it down the sideline. He escapes the containment and takes it for a first down inside the 14-yard line. Man, oh, man. That's, he can just hurt you anyway because he's such a, a smart quarterback. Homestead had everyone covered, but they let him out of the pocket, and he's got the speed to beat you, and he did. How about this opening drive with five and a half minutes remaining in the quarter? 
Homestead's offense has not seen the field. Yeah, we're going on play 15 here. From the red zone, Bishop Lures with the ball. First and 10 at the 14. On the left hash, trip receivers to the right, handoff up the middle. This is Hogue. Hogue gets away from a tackle. Still on his feet. Inside the five to the end zone. Touchdown. R.J. Hogue. 14 yards. And the Bishop Lures Knights take it 80 yards. In six minutes and 40 seconds, and they have jumped in front six to nothing. Yeah, they ran a trap up inside, caught the Homestead bringing a blitz, and they got it kicked out, and he scampered in from 14. Strong running from Hogue, a 5'9", 186-pound junior, who gets it in from 14 yards, and, well, that makes it positive yards allowed this year for Homestead's defense on the ground. The extra point by Pineda is up and good. And just like that, six minutes and 40 seconds into the football game here in the first quarter, the Bishop Lewis Knights lead it 7-0 over the Homestead Spartans. This is high school football on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Alliance Exteriors is a proud sponsor of IHSAA football and proud to be your home improvement partners for life. Alliance Exteriors specializes in metal and shingle roofing, siding, windows, and patios. Our quality of materials, quality of work, lifetime warranties, and price make partnering with Alliance Exteriors feel like scoring the winning touchdown for your home. Visit us at AllianceExteriorsIN.com to schedule your free, no-pressure estimate, and win big with Alliance Exteriors. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM, the Fort Wayne High School football game of the week. Brought to you by Alliance Exteriors. Bishop Lewer's offense goes 80 yards, 6 minutes and 40 seconds elapsed, and the Knights have a 7-0 lead over the Homestead Spartans, and now Bishop Lewer's wearing their all-white uniforms with black helmets, black numbers, some red trim, will kick off from the north to the south. Homestead, all blue, the royal blue tops with the pants, yellow numbers, yellow accents with the yellow helmets, and the blue H. Got to be careful here. We saw Lures against Carroll just kind of pooch the ball up. And got a turnover. Here is Pineda's kick, and it is a high, short kick just inside the 20, taken by the up man. 25, 30, and knocked down at about the 26, and there might be a late hit. Oh, that's not good on a kickoff team. Yeah, it looked like, uh, looked like it was Schultz with the return. He's been everywhere so far. <laughs> he took it out to the 27, or rather the 32, get my yard marks correct. That's the 32-yard line, so it was about a 13-yard return, and then they'll add a personal foul on top of it, so Homestead is going to get to start this drive in great position, almost to midfield. Yeah, you don't want to give them any gifts, because you know, Homestead offensively has been pretty, pretty solid this year, really balanced. From the 47-yard line, first and 10 Spartans, Peyton Slavin, the junior quarterback that won the battle in the offseason against Grady Swing. Slavin, just 5'11", 160 pounds. He's hitting 21 of 33 on the year so far, 64%. Has also rushed it 
a number of times. Handoff up oh, the middle. Wow. Big hole for Desmond Smith. Gets a block downfield. 30, 25, and finally knocked out of bounds near the 22-yard line. That is a 31-yard run by Desmond Smith, who's averaging seven yards a carry so far this year. Yeah, just a little inside zone type of play. He saw the uh, daylight, and he is uh, got some speed. They use a trio of backs. We saw a very patient drive, time-consuming drive for Lures. Homestead already with the long run, and uh, this time they'll fake it. Slavin, the keeper, got away from a man in the backfield, takes it out to the right, and down the sideline he goes to about the 11-yard line, and that should be another first down. That's an 11-yard gain, and that's another first down for the Homestead Spartans. Two plays, two first downs, and all of a sudden it's first and 10 at the Bishop Lures 11-yard line. Yeah, quite different from the previous drive by Lures where they kind of methodically moved down the field. A couple big plays here by Homestead really working their offense. Two split to the left, one to the right. Man in motion left to right. They'll fake the chest sweep. Flaving up the middle, big hole, and then he slips as he goes inside the five to the three. Man, he Boy, had... he stayed on his feet. <laughs> he had daylight all the way to the end yeah, zone. Yeah, that's how obvious the hole was there. That's their little what they quarterback power type play where they fake the, the speed sweep to get those backers moving, and he did a great job of being patient and hit it right up in the A-gap, and like you said, he slipped or he walks in. This is a big physical offensive line for the Homestead Spartans. Shotgun snap, handoff. Smith will bring it wide to the right. Tries to turn nice the edge play. and a good tackle coming up and going low to cut out the legs from Desmond Smith. It was Gio Jimenez. That kid's only a sophomore, but he made a senior-like play yes, there to take away six and leave Homestead now with a third down, and it's still a yard to go for the first and about two yards to go for the end zone. And he's got a nice, looks like he's got some nice hair out of that. Yeah, it kind of, but he did make a heck of a play there. Third down, a yard to go from the two. Handoff up the middle, Desmond Smith spinning, trying to get to the end zone, and he comes up short of the end zone, but he's inside the one. It'll be first and goal for the Spartans. So he couldn't get the two he needed to put points on the board, but he got the one yard he needed yeah. to make it first now. I don't know who made the play there for Bishop Lures, but that was a that was a nice job by him, wrapping him up and keeping him from getting to the end zone. Mickey Daring made the play for the Bishop Lures defense. Shotgun snap, handoff, oh. up the middle, Desmond Smith looks for the end zone, he's in from one yard out, and the Homestead Spartans an extra point away from tying the score, and the Spartans took less than two minutes to put points up, answering the Bishop Lures touchdown that started the ball game. Well, I think we need to buckle up here because uh, this could be a, a shootout on our hands. On to try the extra point, it is Carter Dixon. Actually, let's check that. That is Cameron Jarrett who just kicked it through. So Cameron Jarrett with the extra point. It's good, and we're all tied up. 347 remains in the opening quarter. It's a 7-7 football game between the Bishop Lures Knights and the Homestead Spartans on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. 
There's only one original stuffed crust pizza, and it's only at Pizza Hut, where we've been stuffing crusts since 1995. So next time you're looking for the OG, the original stuffed crust pizza, you better call or stop by your local Pizza Hut. Any other stuff is just stuff. Can you believe people used to just throw their crust away? Not if Pizza Hut has anything to say about it. Pair the original stuffed crust with an all-you-can-eat salad bar now open at Pizza Hut. All-you-can-eat. That's what I'm talking about. No one out pizzas the hut. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome to Friday Night Football, the Fort Wayne High School football game of the week. Brought to you by Alliance Exteriors. With the coach, Shannon Griffith, I am Brett Rump. Welcome back to Homestead Dave Walters Stadium. It is 7-7, 3.47 remaining in our opening quarter. And now the Homestead Spartans will kick it off to the Bishop Lewers Knights. Sir Hale and Nick Thompson, the deep men for Bishop Lures. Wow. High <laughs> kick, another deep kick, and it's going to go to the end zone. It's caught by Sir Hale, but he's five yards deep, and that will bring it back out to the 20. Shannon, we have seen some strong legs in this conference yeah. already with the kicking game. Some some really uh, strong legs. And, you know, when you have kids that can kick the ball in the end zone like that, it is a bona fide weapon because now you're forcing them to go 80 yards. And and now, Lewis proved they could do that because they just methodically did that. And uh, But this will be a great uh, chance for Lewis to answer the Homestead score. And see if Homestead's defense makes any adjustments as Bishop Lewis sets up first and 10 at the 20-yard line, ball centered between the hashes. Two receivers to the right, one to the left is Antoine Lake. Sir Hale, the back of the backfield. Shotgun Clark drops, looks left, pump fake. Now he's going to go deep on the pump and go. Lake one-on-one oh. -on -one coverage, and the ball knocked away on the coverage. It was Aaron Wagner, a 6-foot-180-pound senior corner that was stride for stride with Antoine Lake. Lures fans on this near sideline begging for a flag. They're not going to get it. It's second down and 10. Yeah, it was just a little bit underthrown. Homestead came with a, a pressure there, bringing uh Five guys and got to Clark and at the last second. So good defensive play there by Homestead. Second down, 10 from the 20. And they'll give it off up the middle. And Hale has nothing. He'll lose a couple yards. Again, the penetration up front by the Homestead defense. That time it was Yvonne Person, a 6'1", 200-pound linebacker who shot the gap and wrapped up Sir Hale in the backfield for the loss. And now it's third down and 12 from the 18-yard line. Yeah, the linebackers do a great job of the gap responsibility there. And that time Pearson got saw the A-gap exposed and he took in the gun, still a single back, Sir Hale, two to the left, one to the right, Brody Glenn all there, out there by himself. Drop back in the pocket, Clark looks over the middle, here comes pressure, he throws it late, oh, and it's caught by Antoine Lake, first down yardage, outside the 30, he's to the 35-yard line, 17 yards, and another big third down conversion for the Bishop Lures offense. I don't understand why Carson Clark does not have any offers for some big-time D1 
schools because this kid makes plays, and that time was just proof of it. There was nothing there and threaded the needle. Had to love his pocket presence oh, because man. he took a step to the left, back to the right, avoided the pressure, and then put it right on target on the crossing route to Lake for a first down. From their own 35-yard line, first and 10 nights, drop back Clark. Pressure coming, throws it, and had his arm hit just as he released it, and it's an incomplete pass, falling harmlessly over the middle of the field. Well, that time, the Spartans were collapsing the pocket on Clark, and somebody reached in yeah. and hit the arm. That was Sheets, the sophomore, 6'2", 230 pounds. Again, pretty stout defensive front for Homestead. And they only have three up front, and usually one or two will actually have a hand on the ground. Right. Five linebackers, and then your defensive backs. Quick screen. Antoine Lake makes the catch, but he's got no room on this short side sideline. He'll go out of bounds near the 38-yard line. That'll be a pickup of about three, but good play by Aaron Wagner there. Homestead closes so yeah. quickly. Yeah, they do. They got good team defensive speed, and again, I, I've they flash, so you become overly impressed from the get-go because of their speed. From the left hash, it's another big third down, this time third and seven. They're at their own 38-yard line looking for the 45 for a first down. Clark, the left-handed quarterback, takes it in the pocket, drops, throws, airs it out. Got him. Sideline, Got and him. it's caught on the fly by Antoine Lake. 10-5, touchdown. Wow. What a throw. 62 yards. Carson Clark to Antoine Lake. The Bishop Lures night strike again with 2:10 left here in the first quarter. They lead it 13 to seven. That was a 62-yarder. What a throw, though. He put some air underneath it. Lake beat Warner off the ball, and he had about five steps on him. The key was, though, Lake had to reach with everything he had, and he had to catch it with basically his fingernails because that ball was right at the edge of his fingertips as he was flying down the left sideline. Pineda's extra point is good. And with 2.10 remaining first quarter, it's now Lures 14, Spartans 7. We'll see how Homestead responds when we come back to Dave Walters Stadium on our high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Let's face it, replacing your heating and cooling system can be stressful. At Masters Heating and Cooling, they want to make your decision painless and worry-free, which is why they're offering special no-interest financing up to 72 months. And as a high-volume dealer, Masters Heating and Cooling uses their buying power to get special savings and passes those savings on to you. Save money and save on interest with a 72-month financing available now. Turn to the experts and a new carrier heating and cooling system from Masters. Online at mastersheatcool.com. We are Masters. Terms and conditions apply. Now back to high school football. The Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Brought to you by Alliance Exteriors on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 
That was the Antoine Lake drive for the Bishop Lewers Knights. A big third down conversion on a pass over the middle. And then the home run ball that went 62 yards. Clark just laid it out on the sideline and let Lake run to it. And it was perfect. I mean, Lake never had to break stride. Just reached with the fingers, caught it just in the fingertips, and never slowed down. 62 yards later, Lures in front, 14-7. And now the Knights to kick off, still with 2-10 remaining in the opening quarter. There's that little pooch kit taken by the short man, Schultz, at the 32, 35-40, and finally knocked down at about the 41-yard line. So it'll be a first down for Homestead, again, outside their own 40-yard line. Second time, they've had great field position. Yeah. On the other side, Lures has had to start on their own 20 both times. Lures' basic response to that is, ha, <laughs> 80 yards I, on back-to-back -back drives. I'm not. I'm a little surprised they just don't kick it down the field, but they must fear their speed. Handoff up the middle. Desmond Smith falling and stumbling across the 45. Four yards. It'll be second down and six. And again, this Desmond Smith's an impressive runner. 5'7", 160. He's a senior. He's kind of had to wait his turn. 12 rushes, 84 yards coming into the game. But he has showcased his skills already in this one. With his second touchdown earlier. They'll give it to him again. This time he takes it around the left end, cuts it up at the numbers, and crosses midfield. He'll take it for first down yardage to the Bishop Lures 47. And that's another eight yards yeah. on the carry for Desmond Smith. You know, Homestead's been a very balanced offense thus far. We're seeing a little bit more run out of them. You know, they're averaging... Uh, close to five, oh, about four, 300 yards a game, but uh, more of a balance attack than we've no, noticed in the, from the past. From the left hash, two receivers each side. Play action, drop, going home run ball deep, and Anderson makes the catch inside the 15. He's down at the 12. Homestead says, we've got pretty good receivers, too. Nate Anderson, a six-foot senior, just went up and caught it on the post route. A beautifully thrown ball by Slavin. And back in the red zone, Homestead comes first and ten at the Knights 12. Yeah, Slavin did a good job getting air under it. And then the Western Michigan commit, Anderson went up and got it. Big-time play. 35 yards on that connection. From Slavin to Nate Anderson. Anderson goes to the sideline, gets a breather. That means they'll give it up the middle to Desmond Smith. Hit near the line of scrimmage, but Smith is able to push inside the 10 to the 9, picking up three. It'll be second down and seven. Spartans looking to get this game tied up, running out of time here in the first quarter. We're down to 20 seconds, and the clock's running. I don't know if Homestead even has to run another play. They don't. We'll see if they do. They want to. Yeah. They're lined up from the nine, ready to go. Just inside the left hash, Slavin throws it quick to the far side. Caught on a stop route at about the two and not much more. In fact, he's down at the three. And you know what they did? They slipped Anderson out there. <laughs> yeah, they Fake did. like he was going to run.
on that post or deep corner fade, and then he just stopped at about the one-yard line, and the ball was on its way. And a great job by the defender there, stepping up, making an open field tackle, forcing him to go one more play. It's at the three, and I believe that is going to bring up a third down and a yard to go. We'll check it as they take it all the way to the other end of the field. We've completed one quarter of play here at Homestead. 14-7, the Bishop Lewers Knights leading it over the Homestead Spartans, but the Spartans are close, and we'll come back with second quarter action on the other side of the break. It's high school football on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. College football is back, and FanDuel Sportsbook is making week one even more exciting. Right now, all customers get a risk-free bet on any week one game. That's right. Place any week one bet and get a refund and site credit if you don't win. How about the Indiana Hoosiers? I think they're being undervalued. They're getting three and a half at Iowa. You get the Hoosiers with more than a field goal? I'll take IU in week one. Of course, with FanDuel Sportsbook, it's the number one rated sportsbook app in America. Easy to use. Plus, you get fast payouts when you win. Open the FanDuel Sportsbook app now to get started. If you're new to FanDuel, be sure you sign up with promo code WKJG to also get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code WKJG at FanDuel Sportsbook. 21 plus and present in Indiana. Refund issued is now withdrawable. Set credit that expires in seven days. Max refund $10 unless otherwise indicated. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. We're back to the field. The Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Brought to you by Alliance Exteriors. Underway here in the second quarter with the Bishop Lewis Knights leading at 14-7 over the Homestead Spartans. And we've got a false start called against Homestead. That marches them back from the three to the eight-yard line. Yes. And that's big because, that's remember, huge. this is a third down. Now third and six, so changes everything here in a condensed area of the field. I like the one-on-one -on -one out here with Anderson, though. They go with a double tight end. Well, correction. No, they got... They got uh, Trying to count bodies. They got a tight end to the right side with Schultz as the wing. Single back is Desmond Smith. Anderson alone out wide oh, to the left, and they did it again. They didn't snap the ball. And they had Anderson. He beat the guy right off the ball. As Nick Thompson, yeah. man-to-man -man coverage, and Anderson with that quick post toward the middle, and he got on the inside of Thompson. But everybody on Homestead started, but the ball wasn't snapped on time. And so another five-yard march off here, Shannon, and yeah. Spartans are going the wrong way. They went from third and one to now third down and 11 at the 13-yard line. Yeah, now you may have to rethink it in terms of getting your position for the field goal. See if they fake the post and go to the corner route. Roll to the right, slave it. He'll stop, throw, throw back. back to the left. Call. It's Smith. He makes the catch, the 10, the 5. Nobody there. He's all the way to the end. Desmond Smith on that screen where they rolled to the right and then threw it back on the screen to Smith. He didn't need a blocker. There were no defenders on this side of the field. Another point, and Homestead will get it tied up. 14-13, and on to try the tying point kicker Cameron Jarrett. 
The set's good. The kick is up, and these are important in this game, and it's good. We're all tied up, 14 apiece, 11.50 remaining, quarter number two. You're listening to high school football on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Alliance Exteriors is a proud sponsor of IHSAA football and proud to be your home improvement partners for life. Alliance Exteriors specializes in metal and shingle roofing, siding, windows, and patios. Our quality of materials, quality of work, lifetime warranties, and price make partnering with Alliance Exteriors feel like scoring the winning touchdown for your home. Visit us at AllianceExteriorsIN.com to schedule your free no-pressure estimate and win big with Alliance Exteriors. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Let's send it back to the field. The Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Brought to you by Alliance Exteriors. Seeing it all here at Homestead High School so far. Tied up 14 apiece. 11.50 to play in the second quarter. Shannon, we've seen some great play calls and more importantly, even better execution. Yeah, we've seen kids making plays and it's kind of fun to watch when you got some athletes out here that just loving the opportunity to make plays. Last, you know, That last play was a great play and throw by Slavin, but more importantly, offensive coordinator Bill Skelton really dialed one up there when they needed it. Third and 11 after two penalties. So the Spartans to kick it off. Here goes the boot. High kick. Not deep this time. It's actually taken at about the 15. Thompson looks for a hole up the middle of the field. To the left. To the right. Up the middle. He's got a gap. He's across midfield and finally caught from behind as he goes inside the Homestead 45 to the 42. What a return by Nick Thompson. Austin Keezer was the man that saved it because he came out of nowhere. If he doesn't make that tackle, I think he's uh, out the gate. Well, Homestead might think we got lures right where they want, we want them. First two possessions started on the 20, and they went 80 yards both times. This time, Lures might not know what to do with a short field. They're <laughs> starting the possession at Homestead's 42-yard line, first and 10. We're tied at 14 early second quarter. Knights will line it up from the left hash. They'll put two receivers right, one to the left. Single back, Sir Hale to the right of Clark, and he'll get the handoff and immediately sweep it to the left sideline and can't turn the corner. It's inside the four. 40, knocked out near the 38 or 39. You know, it's amazing when you don't see a lot of space there. Good running back still somehow. In that room. Yeah, they, they, they turn it into positive yards. That's about a four-yard gain, and it looked like he never had anything going. Yeah, uh, exactly right. And, you know, that's what good running backs do. They find ways to get that extra yard or two. We'll call it a three-yard gain. Just inside the 39, drop back, Clark. Here comes pressure. He steps up. He'll scramble to the left and scoot out of bounds as he takes it inside the 35-yard line. He'll be short of the first down. But again, that pressure came from the edges. And so Clark stepped up in the pocket and then scrambled quickly to the left sideline to get as much as he could. He did turn it into a positive gain, but it also brings up another third down for Bishop Lewers. And they've been nothing short of spectacular on third down conversions so far in this game. This one third down and three from about the 35 of Homestead. Quick handoff up the middle. Sir Hale breaks away from a tackle. He's got a first down inside the 30, inside the 
25 to the 22. Pearson came off the edge. He had a chance. He was unblocked, and Hale broke the tackle, and he burst through the center of the field, and again, a big third down conversion. 12 yards up the middle for Sir Hale. All he got to do was break away from that first man in the backfield, and the... It's like the uh, sea parted. A <laughs> lot of space up the middle of the field for Sir Hale, a 5'7", 155-pound senior running back. So, the, again, a third down conversion makes it first down and 10 for Bishop Lures from Homestead's 22. Drop back, quick throw on a hitch route, caught near side by Brody Glenn. He turns it to the sideline and just plays physical for as much as he can get down to about the 10 or 11, and then a flag comes in. And I think Homestead may have gotten a little overly aggressive with Brody Glenn once he was out of bounds. Yeah, bad penalty there, out of bounds, and kind of fighting on the sideline there for the extra yards, and I'm not sure who that was that came in and kind of gave him a shot there at the end. So the ball right now at the 10, they'll mark it half the distance and put it just inside the 5. So they must have determined that he was out of bounds at about the 9 because it's going to be first and goal at the 4.5. And, and in this tennis match, it feels like back and forth as the U.S. Open is played <laughs> out in New York City. We feel like we're watching one, looking left, looking right, looking left. That's basically what the scoring has been like in this one. I'm developing writer's cramp already. From the four and a half, they'll give it to Sir Hale up the middle. He falls forward to about the one. He didn't quite get what he needed to get to the end zone. They're actually going to say the knee touch at the two. So a gain of about two yards, second down and goal. They ran that little trap play that they had ran earlier, but Homestead had great penetration there, and the trapper just couldn't get his man blocked, and Homestead comes up with a big play here. McInturf lines up at a slot to the right. Glenn wide right. Lake wide left. Single back is Hale from the right hash. And the give. Hale. Big hole up the middle. Sir Hale is hit from two yards out. And the Bishop Lures Knights reclaim the lead. Defense optional tonight at Homestead. Yeah, that was pretty easy for Sir Hale. He kind of, he actually walked in untouched. And another great drive by Lures, mixing the run and the pass. And they're they're on a rhythm. Jaden Sykes, a 6'2", 285-pound junior right tackle, leading the way for Sir Hale to punch it in from two yards out. And now Ruel Pineda will try to attack on the extra point. And once again, put the Knights in front by seven. The set, the kick, and it is good. From seven, nothing to seven, seven to 14 to seven to 14 all. Now it's 21 to 14. Bishop Lures the lead over the Homestead Spartans. This is the high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. The PSM Performance Edge program is here to help athletes reach the next level. It's a high-intensity, personalized training program tailored around your athletic schedule for athletes who want to be the best. In-season or out-of-season, the EDGE program is designed around you. Whether you're making the jump to high school athletics or have dreams of playing your sport in college and beyond, the EDGE is the athletic development program to get you there. Call us at 260-266-4007 to schedule your free one-on-one -on -one consultation and become more with the EDGE.
Now back to high school football. The Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Brought to you by Alliance Exteriors on Fort Wayne Sports Station. As advertised so far here at Homestead High School as the number one ranked team in Class 2A, the Bishop Lewis Knights have the lead over the number four ranked team in 6A, the Homestead Spartans, now 21 to 14, and we still have 10-15 left <laughs> in the second quarter. You know, the way this is shaping up, it may be the last team that has the ball to win it. Deciding yep. if they want to go for two. <laughs> Make it could be. Well, and, and we joked earlier it might be first to 50. Well, now I'm starting to think maybe we sold a short first to 60. There you go. That long kick that time by Panita. Homestead actually played for that pooch kick. I think they uh, they probably had not seen a deep kick from Panetta this year. That time he drilled it, and it went through the end zone, and it will be a touchback. So Homestead starts at the 20-yard line, first and 10. Yeah, I wouldn't give any uh, extra yardage to Homestead. I, You know, make them come out and go 80 yards. When you have two offenses, one that averages 42 and a half points and one that averages 45, I guess this is what you get. From the right hash, Peyton Slavin. It's the shotgun. They'll go with the quick screen. They throw it out to the left where it's taken by Gage Sparrow. He tries to get a block from Nate Anderson, but the Lures defense pursues quickly and takes him down after about a four-yard gain to the 24-yard line. Yeah, I like that play. You give your one of your quick receivers and Sparrow out in space, and, you know, that's just as good as running toss sweep. So His ninth catch on the yeah. year. Sparrow and Anderson returnees among the receivers for the Homestead Spartans. And they both lined up that time together out on the left. So now it is second down and six from their own 24-yard line. A lot of time getting the play in. Spartans looking over at the far sideline. Don't have to hustle. Now Slavin calls out the play down to two, down to one. They just get the play away, and it's a hand to Desmond wow. Smith. Bringing it off the left side. He's going to have a first down. He'll cross the 30 to about the 34-yard line. Nice job lead blocking on the left side of the line. You got Eric Williamson, a 6'3", 260-pound left tackle, and Jaden Abukala, uh, who is a 6'1", 260-pound senior guard. And that was student body left. Yeah, that was uh, a lot of lead blocking. <laughs> it's a run out to the 34 for 10 yards for Desmond Smith. First and 10 Spartans. Low snap, handled, and a give to Smith. That time he's met just about the line of scrimmage and then pushed backwards by a host of Bishop Lewis Knights, including Quentin Roach, a junior linebacker at 5'8", 185, who shot the gap and took everything away that time. Only a one-yard game. Second down and nine at the 35. Well, there's no secret here with Bishop Lewis' defensive line. They're always going to be outmatched in the Summit Athletic Conference size-wise, but they are a quick group. Drop back, throw over the middle. Nice catch by Sparrow in traffic and a well-timed route because there was only one little window to get that ball to Sparrow on that little down and in. And Slavin hit him perfectly for a gain out to about the 45 and a half for a first down. Yeah, that's a big time throw there when you're fitting the ball in between two defenders. That shows a lot of confidence in your arm and also the confidence in the receiver. 820 to play. 
the clock runs. And a fake handoff. Then they'll run a little option. They'll overhand it out to the wide receiver after Slavin kept it. And it is Sparrow with the run, and he gets to the 46 of Bishop Lures. That's an eight-yard gain. Little tricky play there, yeah. Shannon. We talk about RPO, and I think we saw the R, the P, and the O yes, perhaps sir. in that play. Yes, sir, and very well executed, basically, like you said. It, is, it becomes an option play, but he throws it. And uh, very well timed. Sparrow kept his uh, distance behind uh, Slavin and got a big play of nine yards. Wing to the right, man in motion. The slot on the right side comes to the left, and the handoff up the middle, a big hole. Desmond Smith, 30, Gone. 25. Look at the burners. 10, 5, touchdown. Oh, be careful there. And almost a horse-collar tackle, bending Smith backwards as he got into the end zone. Goodness, Desmond Smith with some speed shot through the hole and then broke away from the Lures secondary. And the Spartans have answered. An extra point will tie this one up at 21 apiece with 8.06 still to play. Shannon until Tuesday to get my voice back. I might need that <laughs> Monday just to recover. The snap good and the kick is punched up and it is good. Cameron Jarrett drills it through and with 8.06 on the clock, quarter number two, we're all tied up. 21 apiece, back and forth we go. Every offensive possession so far has resulted week on 1380 the fan and 100.9 fm there's only one original stuffed crust pizza hut where we've been stuffing crust since 1995 so next time you're looking for the og the original stuffed crust pizza you better call or stop by your local pizza hut any other stuff is just stuff can you believe people used to just throw their crust away not if pizza hut has anything to say about it pair the original stuffed crust with an all-you-can-eat salad bar now open at pizza hut all you can eat that's what i'm talking about no one out pizzas the hut 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome to Friday Night Football, the Fort Wayne High School football game of the week. Brought to you by Alliance Exteriors. Make a stop. Yeah. <laughs> that's going to happen. Maybe. One of, that's going to that's the kind of game it's going to be. It's which defense is going to rise up and make that play or get the turnover. 21 apiece. Homestead now to kick off. High kick, deep kick, and bounces at the one into the end zone. And Bishop Lures will once again start at their own 20, where they have started two previous drives, and both of those ended in touchdowns. Yeah, for Lures, it's really a different formula, though, offensively, where uh, Homestead is doing it on the ground. Lures is doing it a lot more in the air. Yeah. And Lures also is having to be challenged on a lot of third downs where Homestead hasn't had a whole lot of critical third down plays. No, and Homestead's drives tonight, six plays, six plays, six plays, six plays for their scores, where Lures has had a 15-play drive and then a couple of six-play drives. But, yeah, you, you hit it right on the head. Uh, uh, Lures is having to piecemeal their way down the field where Homestead's getting some big chunks of yards. Well, I guess uh, message to Kyle Lindsay when it gets to the sixth play of the next drive. 
Call timeout. <laughs> Quick drop. Carson Clark looking, looking. Now he dances away from pressure. He'll keep it up the middle. He breaks away from a tackle at the 25 and then gets hit just short of the 30 near the 29-yard line. Nine-yard pickup for Carson Clark on the scramble. And it will be second down and one for the Bishop Lewis Knights who have 7.45 to play. I don't know. Is there any point in this game where you start to control the offense with time of possession? I mean, I... It's hard to take it out of their hands. You want to just keep yeah. letting them make plays, don't you? Yeah, I think, you know, I, I think as as Lures and both Homestead, they're going to do what they do. Um, now they're going to have to hurry up here with the play clock ticking down. But Long time to look over to the sideline to get the play call. And finally, Kyle Lindsay has to take a timeout. Play clock just getting too close to zero. And so the Bishop Lures coach calls time with 7.15 remaining in the second quarter. Tied up 21 apiece between the Homestead Spartans and the Bishop Lures Knights. It's a Friday night of high school football on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Indiana Physical Therapy is your trusted choice in northern Indiana. For over 30 years, we've treated all walks of life, from peewees to professionals and Olympians, and everyone in between. Schedule at any of our 19 convenient locations, even without a doctor's order. We communicate with your doctor throughout your treatment. Indiana Physical Therapy is cost-effective, accepting all insurance plans and networks. We're open from 7 to 7 and can get you in the same day you call. Go to indianapt.com. Indiana Physical Therapy, where people go to get better. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome to Friday Night Football, the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Brought to you by Alliance Exteriors. Second down one for the Bishop Lewis Knights as we return to action here at Homestead. 7.15 remaining second quarter, tied at 21. Shotgun for Carson Clark and the give up the middle. It's Sir Hale. He escapes pressure from Max Schultz in the backfield and then gets to the 30, out to the 31. He needed a yard to move the chains. He gets two. It is first and 10 for Bishop Lewis following the two-yard run by Sir Hale. Well, I think it's fairly uh, easy to say that the Homestead's defensive line and offensive line are winning those battles up front. Ball is on the left hash. Two receivers to the right, one to the left. Single back, Sir Hale. Clark. Play action. Slant. Caught by Antoine Lake as he crosses the 40. Spins his way to the 42. Gaining 11 yards and another first down. And Antoine Lake having a huge game. We saw Brody Glenn have the big game against the Carroll Chargers in week one. Tonight it's Antoine Lake. Yeah, they like that matchup. And I tell you, Clark gets the ball out of his hands so quick. From their own 42-yard line, Knights have it first and 10. A 21-21 game, 6.50 on the clock in the second quarter. Shotgun is good. Hand off to Hale. Bounces it to the right. Now cuts up at the hash marks and escapes the safety coming up. Barks tried to come up and get him low. And Hale, with a quick sidestep, got extra yards as he escaped Barks' tackle and got it out to the 49, a seven-yard pickup for Sir Hale. You know, I I got to love a team like Lures. They are so scrappy, even up front. They just, you know, they're getting after it. You got Sir Hale back there helping them out and making and plays, and you just got to like the way they play. 
Ball is at their own 49-yard line. Ball on the right hash. It's first and 10. Two receivers will go to the left. McAturf in the slot. Lake is wide left. Glenn wide right. Handoff up the middle. Hale's got a hole. He comes it back the other side. 40, 35, and finally out of bounds at a 32-yard line. That's another 20-yard pickup for Sir Hale, but what vision, because I think it looked like the play was designed to go behind the left side of his line, and he kind of cut it back against the grain and turned it into a nice game. Yeah, he's he's got an exceptional vision, and, you know, that's you, you don't coach that. That's a God-given talent, and he does a great job, like you said, of finding those seams and getting through. Ball is on the right hash. McIntyre the slot to their left with Lake wide left. Brody Glenn to the right and a rollout to the left for Carson Clark. Looking, looking. Now throws sideline. Lake goes up high to try to make the catch. A good contact from the defender. Knocked it away from Antoine Lake incomplete. Yeah, pretty well defended there by Homestead. They're doing a good job of, for the most part, keeping lures in front of them and then breaking up on the ball. That was a well-played uh, play there on the by the corner. And I think that was Barks again that came up and made the, the hit coming up from his safety <laughs> position. So it is second down and 10. They're at the 32 of Homestead. Two receivers left, one receiver right, single back to the left shoulder of Clark. Shotgun, and Clark will roll again to the left, and they'll throw it back to the right. <laughs> they go to play. Hale, one block, a big one planted, and Hale finally stumbles inside the 15. But that's exactly what they wanted was to set up Sir Hale in open field with Nelson Kanapke, who pulled from the tackle position to lead the way, and Kanapke got his money. Worth. What a block he planted and gave uh, Sir Hale a chance to take it all the way to inside the 15-yard line, first and 10. Yeah, Kyle Lindsay says, I'll one-up you on the throwback screen. Yeah. From the right hash, first and 10 in the red zone at the 15-yard line. Lures oh, nice gives cut. to Sir Hale up the middle. He's just pulling away from our tackles, gets inside the 10, and finally stood up near the 9-yard line. Six yards for Sir Hale, and you wonder if the defenses are starting to tire a little bit oh, yeah. <laughs> because that was about three arm tackles that Sir Hale just broke right through. Tired and frustrated because, you know, this drive again started on, on – uh, the 20-yard line and lures again methodically going down the field. Amassing huge yards on offense here in the first half. 440, the clock continues to run. Second quarter, tied up 21 apiece. Lures about eight yards from breaking the tie. They'll give it again to Sir Hale. That time, nothing up the middle. He might have fallen forward inside the eight, but we'll call it no gain. And it's going to bring up another third down situation for the Bishop Lewis Knights. I don't think they failed on a third down conversion so yeah, far tonight. They've been pretty, pretty, uh, pretty good on third down. That time Clark got caught in his cadence with a blitz and he couldn't get out of it. Third down, about three and a half to go. The ball is at the eight yard line. Drop back Clark, throwing Got in him. the right side of the end zone. Touchdown to Brody Glenn. The defender played the inside 
of Glenn, and Clark threw it to the back shoulder. What a throw, what a connection, and Brody Glenn with his third touchdown reception of the year. And just like that, Bishop Lewers, another 80-yard drive to reclaim the lead, 27-21. What a throw. I think you said it perfectly. Nice little back back shoulder throw, made it look easy. That's not an easy throw. I, You know, what can't Clark do? I mean, <laughs> we've seen him make every throw tonight. Pineda will try to remain, keep our kickers perfect on extra points so far tonight. Let's see if I jinxed them. I just Down, did. kick is up, and the kick is good. Well, Lures has led now four times in this game by seven. But every time, Homestead has answered. It's going to be Lures kicking off with 3.54 remaining in the first half. 28-21 nights over the Spartans on the high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. There's only one original stuffed crust pizza, and it's only at Pizza Hut, where we've been stuffing crusts since 1995. So next time you're looking for the OG, the original stuffed crust pizza, you better call or stop by your local Pizza Hut. Any other stuff is just stuff. Can you believe people used to just throw their crust away? Not if Pizza Hut has anything to say about it. Pair the original stuffed crust with an all-you-can-eat salad bar now open at Pizza Hut. All-you-can-eat, that's what I'm talking about. No one out pizzas the hut. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome to Friday Night Football, the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Brought to you by Alliance Exteriors. tonight here at Homestead as the Bishop Lures Knights have now taken a 28-21 lead. And the only reason that it's Lures that keeps taking the lead over Homestead is because Lures got the opening kickoff because every team has turned a possession into a touchdown. There have been no defensive stops. There have been no turnovers. And in fact, Shannon, we've only had a couple of penalties. Those came back-to-back -back plays. And it's been a pretty well-played first half. Boy, Pineda shows some leg. He just drilled that one all the way through and out of the end zone. So it'll be a touchback for the Homestead Spartans. It's another drive that starts on the 20. But, you know, for these offenses so far tonight, Shannon, all that means is more total yardage to be gained in the first half. I think we could start them in the parking lot, and it may not make a bit of difference. Uh, it's... Uh, we're seeing two offenses essentially work uh, operating at 100% in their efficiency on every series thus far. In week three, yeah, 3.54 on the clock, Homestead down by a touchdown, takes over at their own 20-yard line with Peyton Slavin, the 5'11", 160-pound junior quarterback. Desmond Smith, the running back, has been the star of the night. They'll go quick bubble screen. Caught by the slot. Nice job of avoiding a tackle by Sparrow. And he works his way across the 25 out to the 28-yard line. Eight-yard gain for Gage Sparrow. And it'll be second down and about two to go. What a play by Bates. The defensive end running that down from behind. That was a pretty, pretty good play by the 6'4", 207-pound senior. Now Sparrow will come to the wide side left to put go into a slot with Anderson wide to the left. 
And a read option, and they'll give to Smith, taking it over to the right sideline. That's the short side of the field, so not a lot of room to turn it upfield, but he does get the first down, crossing the 30. They'll mark him out at about the 32-yard line, so four yards on that carry by Desmond Smith, and a first down for the Spartans with 3.15 left here in the first half. Roach made a nice play there. The linebacker coming up and making the play. But again, big first down for Homestead. From their own 32-yard line, Spartans right hash. They got one-on-one -on, -one on an island out here wide left. They'll give instead on the sweep to the right, Desmond Smith. And he dives across the 35 as he gets knocked out of bounds on the far sideline. We'll call him out of bounds at the 36, so that will be four yards. Well, you know how good Nate Anderson is, and really, he's only touched the ball maybe twice in this ball game, and maybe have to find some ways to get him some touches as well. Well, on the wide side of the field, over on the left, Nate Anderson is lined up man-to-man -man against Lures, Nick Thompson. Yeah. And there is no over-the-top help, <laughs> so can Slavin unload one and take advantage? Here they'll give it instead up the middle to Desmond Smith. He stumbles as he goes through the hole and falls forward to the 39, but he's going to be about two, maybe even three yards shy of the first down. We'll call it third down and three from just short of their own 39-yard line for the Spartans, and now they have a third down they need to convert as the clock ticks down to about two minutes left in the half. Essentially what you have there is... Lures has gone to putting nine men up in the box and daring, daring you to throw on the outside. Covered man-to-man -man by Thompson. They'll fake it to Smith, and then a keeper for Slavin follows the right side of his line, and he should have a first down. They'll mark him at the 42. It could be close. Or, nope, they will signal first down. So... From the 42, first down for the Homestead Spartans, and they've got it at their own 42-yard line with a minute 46 left in the half. They're down by seven to the Bishop Lewers Knights. Yeah, they are going to have to maybe pick it up here uh, here in a second, get in their two-minute mode. They do have three timeouts remaining. So I'm sure that for Chad Zolman, he figures that's plenty of time with his offense. Quick out route caught by Sparrow at the 48, avoids a tackle, crossing into Lewers territory, and then drags a Knights tackler inside the Bishop Lewers 45 to the 43. Good hard run after the catch by Gage Sparrow, a 5'11", 170-pound senior. We've kind of seen him grow up over the last couple of years, and he's always had one thing. The God-given talent is speed and quickness, and he just displayed it there. 110, and the clock is running. First and 10 from the Lures 43. Slavin drops. He's going deep. One-on-one -on -one coverage, and he overshot everybody as the deep corner had the angle on the football and cut Sparrow off. No chance of completing it. The clock will stop at 102, and it will be second down and 10. Pretty good defense there by McCullough. He did a great job of, you know, giving cushion, but not, not let him run by him. It is still Nate Anderson, the top receiver out here wide to the left, but they do put a couple of receivers on the same side of the field. Ball on the right hash. 
and a long count. Now we do see Cam Johnson who's come in as the running back. And they'll throw the slant and sliding and making the catch. Gage Sparrow, first down yardage after picking up 11 to the 31. It's only going to stop the clock enough to move the chains with 58 seconds. Another great throw by Slavin there. He fitted it, fitted it again between two defenders. And Sparrow again went down and made a nice sliding catch. Shotgun dropping. Slavin looks right, comes back left over the middle, and he threw it too high. He had Sparrow crossing at about the 18-yard line, but it's incomplete. And that will stop the clock with 43 seconds. Still 28-21 lures. Homestead the football at the Knights' 32-yard line. Homestead still with all three of their timeouts remaining. And, you know, they're they're just running their offense. I mean, they're not in a desperate situation. They're really calm and everything, so we'll see what they go with here. Ball centered between the hashes. Low snap. Slavin goes down and gets it, and they'll run the bubble screen. Catch by Anderson. He's inside the 25. Popped down at about the 24. Got to take a time. And that's going to be a couple yards short of first down yardage, so it will be third down and two, and Homestead takes the timeout with 35.1 seconds remaining. Yeah, they're going to have to figure out, get the first down, then come back and maybe take a shot or two for the end zone. But you, what, what you want to do here is you want to come away with points. So you want to get yourself in a position where you can get you some points. Still 35.1 seconds remaining in the half so far. Every possession of the game has resulted in a seven-point score, so touchdown drive. I don't think I've ever seen a game like this where it, the offenses have been perfect on every drive. Through an entire half. This yeah. is the eighth possession of our first half. Right. Luer started with the opening kickoff. They returned it where they started then at their own 20, but right. they had the first possession. They led 7-0. They led 14-7. They led 21-14. And right now they lead 28-21. But as we said, every time they've taken that seven-point lead, Homestead has answered. Spartans are back on the field facing a third down and two from the 24-yard line. It's Cam Johnson at running back, and Johnson, the carry, hit in the backfield. He gets taken down, big-time play. German Guzman, a defensive lineman for Bishop Lures, who got in the backfield and took down Cam Johnson for a loss to the 26. So now it's going to be fourth down. Well, they will they'll put it the 25. They got a break on the spot. So it's going to be fourth down, three to go, with... 28.7 seconds. And, you know, you got to almost feel like Chad Zolman thinks if we don't score a touchdown, we're never going to make up these points. But remember, here's one of the little caveats that we have to think about, Shannon. Homestead will get the second half kickoff, so Correct. they will get an extra possession. Right. And so he might be happy to take three here because then he could start a new drive at the second half. 
and uh, and flip this game. Yeah, and they lost a couple yards there because I don't, it, not quite sure where their distance is for their kicker, but well, that that was, was enough to potentially take them out of field goal range. It's a 42-yard attempt from here, but they won't try it. Yeah, they're now we've seen that that direction kickers are not kicking it nearly as far yeah. as going to the other end of the stadium. So Homestead will go for it on a fourth down and three from the 25. Oh, there's a penalty. And everybody jumped and the center didn't snap it. And that's the second time, maybe even the third time that has happened. And I'm not sure if the center's not hearing it or what, but... I mean, you had everybody for Homestead take off, and the center's still over the football. Yeah, that, uh, I don't know if Carter Hall's hearing it, like you said, or there was a miscommunication, thinking that they were going to go a long count, but we've had two critical penalties. Uh, this one may be even worse than the first one. So now it is a fourth down and eight yeah. to go at the 30-yard line. They need the 22 for a first. Long count for the left hash. Drop back, Slavin looking, looking. Pressure coming. Slavin rolls, still looking. Throws, and it's incomplete near sideline, and the defense comes up with a fourth down stop with 21 seconds remaining in the half, and Lewer still protecting a 28-21 lead. Yeah, that, that penalty was uh, the two plays there, the run play that lost yardage, and then the penalty for procedure really, really hampered in there. And those are mental mistakes there that uh, in games like this, you, you, it could be the difference. Well, I don't think in this game you play conservative. 21 <laughs> seconds, yeah. and you've got two timeouts. I, I mean, yeah, I take Carson Clark. And, you uh, got to trust Clark. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The ball's at their own 30-yard line, and they'll put trip receivers to the left side. Brody Glenn, the only receiver to the right. Clark's in the gun. Homestead comes with four-man pressure, and it's a give instead to Hale. Hale escapes the tackle, 45-50, and into Homestead territory. Knocked out of bounds at the 41-yard line. I think they ruled him out of bounds with 13.7 seconds. They took a timeout. Well, then he was not out of bounds. No. no. Uh, I think what happened, as soon as his knee went down, the timeout was being called. So the official who was spotting it was waving to stop the clock, not because he went out of bounds, but because Kyle Lindsay was asked for timeout, probably at about the time that it looked like Sir Hale was going to go to the deck. I mean, right. I imagine Kyle Lindsay on this near side line was letting him know stop the clock as quick as possible so 13.7 seconds and seven point lures lead and the knights will have it at the homestead 41 yard line yeah great call they just ran a simple draw and homestead was in a in a four-man rush and playing uh, shell coverage and that's a great call against that type of uh, defense. 29 yards on yeah. the carry by Sir Hale. Because now you can get two shots at the end zone potentially here. And I'll take Brody Glenn. Well, and the other thing you have to consider is I'm sure Lures would be satisfied if they can get this ball another 15, 16 Good. yards. Yep. They want that two-possession lead because then when Homestead gets the ball to start the second half, Spartans can't get on top. They can't even tie it. Right. 
Here comes the blitz. Pressure comes. Throw. Glenn makes the catch near catch. sideline and then cuts away from a tackle. Glenn still on his feet. Touchdown, Brody Glenn. Homestead came with the all-out blitz, and Carson Clark read it and timed it perfectly to Brody Glenn. 41 yards. Touchdown, Bishop Lewers. They're up 13 points with 6.8 seconds still left in the first half. <laughs> I, 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 the throw, the move by Glenn, my goodness. Yeah, he made that catch, and then a quick sidestep just forced the Homestead tackler to a complete whiff, and then Glenn finished by sprinting the last 15 yards into the end zone. There's the set. The kick by Pineda is up, and it's good. And the Bishop Lures Knights 35, the Homestead Spartans 21. What a half. Still 6.8 seconds left. Shannon, we might see a couple more touchdowns with that kind of yeah. time on the board. Don't uh, don't go away. <laughs> don't go away. That's right. Don't assume anything. We'll come back. It's the high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. There's only one original stuffed crust pizza, and it's only at Pizza Hut, where we've been stuffing crust since 1995. So next time you're looking for the OG, the original stuffed crust pizza, you better call or stop by your local Pizza Hut. Any other stuff is just stuff. Can you believe people used to just throw their crust away? Not if Pizza Hut has anything to say about it. Pair the original stuffed crust with an all-you-can-eat salad bar now open at Pizza Hut. All-you-can-eat. That's what I'm talking about. No one out pizzas the hut. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome to Friday Night Football, the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Brought to you by Alliance Exteriors. Coming up at halftime, we've got the Hoopy Insurance Services Halftime Show. We've got Matt and John ready to give us scores of games in our area tonight. And, uh, and we'll also... Asked Shannon to handle the tough task of giving his first half scoring here, and he's going to have to do it in less than five minutes, and that might be a challenge. We're at 35-21. Bishop Lures the lead over the Homestead Spartans and the Knights to kick off. Pineda will tee it up over toward the left hash at his own 40-yard line. You've got... Anderson deep, and this kick will take Anderson seven yards back in the end zone, and it will be a touchback. So no time elapses, still 6.8 seconds for the Spartans. Now, Homestead will get the second-half kickoff, but right now they're down two touchdowns, 35-21. Yeah, on that last drive by Lures, they went two plays in 70 yards. The big draw to start it off, and then, of course, the touchdown pass from Clark to, to, to Brody Glenn. And, and, it's, saw, and yeah. it's interesting. Shannon, I just want to point out, yeah. we saw it last week, that you didn't have the prevent defense on. Homestead no. gambled. They went after Clark instead of sitting back, and they got burned. Yeah, and I don't blame him there because at that point in time, it was one of those things where they had to figure out how to get a stop. Spartans will just go to a knee, something we didn't think we'd see tonight, but we finally have an offense that concedes a play. 
So the teams go to the halftime locker room. And our halftime score, the number one team in Class 2A, has a 35-21 lead over the number four ranked team in 6A. It's Bishop Lures over Homestead, 35-21. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. Shannon and I are going to give you our thoughts on this first half. Shannon has the first half scoring. And then standing by, we've got Matt and John in the studio. Our Hoopy Insurance Services halftime show complete with scores from around our area. It's coming up. This is the high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. World Baseball Academy's 2021 Dinner on the Diamond Picnic at the Plate fundraising event is coming up soon. Mark your calendar for Saturday, September 11th from 6 to 9 p.m. and bring your chairs. You'll enjoy great food from Casas, Black Canyon Restaurant, Shigs and Pit, Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, B. Antonio's, Salsa Grill, Pora Life, and Purple Mountain Cheesecake. Various selections of beer and wine will be on display from local vendors including Chapman's and more. Also featuring live music from Alicia Pyle Quartet as well as a silent and live auction. The event will be picnic style hosted at the Ash Center right on one of the turf baseball diamonds. To top it all off, a beautiful display of fireworks will illuminate the night sky as the event comes to a close. Youth in our community. But hurry, there's limited spots. Go to worldbaseballacademy.com to buy your tickets before they're gone. Presented by Steel Dynamics Incorporated and Ambassador Enterprises. See you at the ball field. I am isolated. I am crashing with friends. I am living with mental illness. Homelessness is a real issue, but the real issue isn't as simple as housing. At the Rescue Mission, our Christian ministries address the true causes of homelessness by helping people overcome the physical, emotional, educational, and economic hardships they may be facing. Because it's not enough to simply help people survive. Your gift can help them thrive. Learn more at fwrm.org slash change for good. I am learning new skills. I am healing from trauma. I am connected to resources. Homelessness looks different than you might imagine, and so does the solution. At the Rescue Mission, our Christian ministries address the true causes of homelessness by helping people lay a foundation for a successful future. Because a meal and a warm bed might change life for a moment, but with your help, we're changing lives for good. Become a monthly donor at fwrm.org slash change for good. There's only one original stuffed crust pizza, and it's only at Pizza Hut, where we've been stuffing crusts since 1995. So next time you're looking for the OG, the original stuffed crust pizza, you better call or stop by your local Pizza Hut. Any other stuff is just stuff. Can you believe people used to just throw their crust away? Not if Pizza Hut has anything to say about it. Pair the original stuffed crust with an all-you-can-eat salad bar now open at Pizza Hut. All you can eat. That's what I'm talking about. No one out pizzas the hut. Indiana Physical Therapy is your trusted choice in northern Indiana. For over 30 years, we've treated all walks of life, from peewees to professionals and Olympians, and everyone in between. Schedule at any of our 19 convenient locations, even without a doctor's order. We communicate with your doctor throughout your treatment. Indiana Physical Therapy is cost-effective, accepting all insurance plans and networks. We're open from 7 to 7 and can get you in the same day you call. Go to indianapt.com. Indiana Physical Therapy, where people go to get better. This is an exclusive presentation of high school sports. It's the Hoopy Insurance Halftime Report on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Back here at the stadium, it's Dave Walters Stadium on the campus of Homestead High School. Halftime, and the Bishop Lures Knights lead it over the Homestead Spartans 35-21. 
what a game we had here in the first half. The offense is completely ruled. Uh, quarterback shined. We saw a great half from Homestead running back Desmond Smith. But we also saw quite the half from Lures quarterback Carson Clark. We were just talking, Shannon. This is a kid. And we've seen a lot of quarterbacks come through the SAC. And some have played in the MAC. Uh, we've, uh, we've seen some even go as high as into the Big Ten. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, just his his sense of playing the position. It's not like the physical traits are going to blow you away. The arm strength is probably something you wouldn't grade at the top of the scale. But the fact that he can read the blitz, he can play off uh, pressure. He can. Uh, he has a pocket presence, but he seems to always know where his receiver is, where is his outlet, where you know who's going to be open deep, who's got the man-to-man. -man. He just picks things up so well. Combination of brains, accuracy, and touch—just so impressive with the left-hander. You just said it. I'll take a quarterback. I don't really care how strong his arm is. That is accurate. Knows how to throw the deep ball with with uh, touch and accuracy. And like you, the other point you made there that I agree with is that his sense of the position and calmness in the pocket and the presence that he has on the field, he's a, he's an even kill the whole time. You've never seen him once kind of get in that, you know, get all been out of shape because maybe the play didn't come in fast enough or the snap didn't come back when he wanted it. He is a very even killed kid. We saw it at Carroll. And I, I'm totally impressed with the kid. I mean, I, if I was a quarterback coach, I'd beg to have that kid because he's a coach's dream. You've got connections. <laughs> <laughs> of course, uh, also here in the first half, uh, Shannon, the thing that impresses me with Bishop Lures is their third down conversion yeah. rate. I mean, they did not fail when they faced third down. And we saw a variety of plays. And in some ways, it's the kids executing. But I also want to give credit to the Bishop Lures coaching staff yeah. because we saw some well-designed plays to move chains. Everything from, I think, a third and 19 at one point to a couple third shorts. I mean... They went through the playbook, found the right play, dialed it up at the right time against the right defense. A lot of credit to the Bishop Lewis offensive coaches so far in this first half. Well, and Kyle Lindsay's a good good offensive coach. He really knows how to, to put his players in the best possible position. And you go back to that third 19 that, that was converted. You look at that one play, that changed the whole dynamic of that first series. That was a dagger in Homestead's heart defensively. Third and 19, you should be salvaged and get off the field, get the offense ready to go, and Clark finds a way to make a play and drops it in there, and now it's a totally different series because of that one play. Spartan Alliance marching band on the field right now entertaining the halftime crowd. That's one of the things you notice here at Homestead, Shannon, and it's been this case for years. No one goes to concessions. No one takes a break at halftime. The stands remain completely full because part of Friday nights here at Homestead is this incredible, uh, yeah. you know, state-recognized band that has some 250-plus members, and it's, it's quite the sight if you're ever at a football game 
out here at Homestead. All right, you got your breath? You ready to go? <laughs> We're ready go to, to go. Go to break. <laughs> We're ready to go. Let's get a recap of our first half scoring. We'll give him the uh, the two-minute version. Here's Shannon Griffith. Hey, we started off with R.J. Hogue on a 14-yard TD run to give Bluers an early 7-0 lead. That was an 80-yard drive. Homestead comes right back at 345. Desmond Smith scampers four yards for a touchdown to tie it at 7. Then Bishop Lures at 210 left in the first quarter. They go on a six-play 80-yard drive. This time, Clark hits Lake on a 62-yard touchdown strike. Lures regains the lead 14-7. Heading into the second quarter. Here we go. Homestead comes right back at 11-50. Answers that. This time, a 13-yard TD pass from Slavin to Smith to tie it at 14-14. PAT was good, of course. And then Bishop Lures, 10-15. Six-play, 58-yard drive. Sir Hale scampers two yards in to make it 21-14. Homestead comes right back. Desmond Smith, this time on a 46-yard run, makes it 21-21. Then Carson Clark hits Glenn on an 8-yard touchdown pass at 354 to give Lures a 28-21 lead. Then Lures' defense finds a way to get a stop. Lures two plays, 70 yards, starts with Clark's draw for 29, and then uh, Carson Clark hits Glenn on a 41-yard touchdown pass. Lures 35, Homestead 21. Looking at the first-half stats right now, total yards, 351 for Lures, 256 for Homestead. And you look at the third-down conversions, 50% for Homestead, and then 5 for 7 for Lures on third downs. That's just a remarkable offensive display first half. I don't, I mean, over 600 total yeah, yards yeah. between these two teams. Yeah, it's Just an remarkable. amazing first half of football. As Shannon said, our halftime score, Bishop Lewers leads at 35-21 over the Homestead Spartans. What else is happening in Northeast Indiana? That's what we're about to find out because we're sending it to the Hoopy Insurance Services halftime back in the studio. Matt and John are ready to go with your area halftime scores. 35-21 here at Homestead. We'll take a break. When we come back, it's our halftime scoreboard from the studio right here on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Going through the home buying process can be stressful, but one key decision that shouldn't stress you out is who to contact for your insurance. There are hundreds of insurance companies and many specialize in specific type homes in unique situations. So it's always best to contact an independent insurance agent like Hoopy Insurance Services, who will compare many different companies to find the exact policy that will work for you. Hoopy Insurance Services has been serving area homeowners and business owners for 40 years, and they take great pride in personalizing each policy to be the right coverage for every situation without the shortcuts, loopholes, or gaps that could cost you money later. And it doesn't cost you extra to have an agent that's available by phone or even in person when you need to file a claim. Matt Hoopy is a second-generation owner that learned how important service is from his father. And for 40 years, the company continues to grow without sacrificing the personalized service the company was built on. Hoopy Insurance Services, online at hupe-insurance.com. They're family serving your family now for 40 years. 
Indiana Physical Therapy is your trusted choice in northern Indiana. For over 30 years, we've treated all walks of life, from peewees to professionals and Olympians, and everyone in between. Schedule at any of our 19 convenient locations, even without a doctor's order. We communicate with your doctor throughout your treatment. Indiana Physical Therapy is cost-effective, accepting all insurance plans and networks. We're open from 7 to 7 and can get you in the same day you call. Go to indianapt.com. Indiana Physical Therapy, where people go to get better. Alliance Exteriors is a proud sponsor of IHSAA football and proud to be your home improvement partners for life. Alliance Exteriors specializes in metal and shingle roofing, siding, windows, and patios. Our quality of materials, quality of work, lifetime warranties, and price make partnering with Alliance Exteriors feel like scoring the winning touchdown for your home. Visit us at AllianceExteriorsIN.com to schedule your free, no-pressure estimate, and win big with Alliance Exteriors. Now back to the Hoopy Insurance Halftime Report. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. A dandy developing out at Homestead right now. It is Bishop Lures with a big fourth down stop and a late touchdown as Brody Glenn and Carson Clark, the dynamic duo, hook up once again. And right now, Lures is on top. Welcome back into our 1380 and 100.9 FM studios. I'm Matthew Klingenberger, flanked by John Graham, and you are listening to the Hoopy Insurance Services Halftime Show. Yes, everyone. Uh, Wayne, right now, uh, is you know uh, is losing to Northrop set, uh, seven to nothing. That's right, John. Two teams that are currently searching for their first win in the Summit Athletic Conference in a low-scoring game. I guess they hogged all the points out at Homestead. I guess they did. <laughs> uh, but you know, hey, it's a very, very uh, close game, and and uh, and and you know, don't don't count out. My my boys, uh, Homestead, <laughs> uh, uh, Snyder. Uh, this is a uh, new update. Uh, new updated score uh, are now leading Concordia twenty-one to nothing. Yeah, Snyder looking to bounce back from that tough loss last week. Concordia's held in there pretty well. Snyder has just scored two touchdowns. They are in the third quarter, twenty-one nothing Panthers. And Bishop Dwayne are scoring thirty-two at Southside nothing. Yeah, and I know Bishop Doinger has not had the strongest lineup to start their first three games, but they are 3-0 and or looks like they're on their way to 3-0. and Bishop Doinger could be a sleeper team in the SAC. They could be. Uh, we have our first tied game of the night to Calb 7 at New Haven 7. Yeah, John, this game has been interesting. Both teams have actually turned the ball over in the end zone, so perhaps that could come back to cost both later in the day. Yeah, it could. Uh, Leo right now 14 at Norwell nothing. First big road test for the Leo Lions. They're looking to go 3-0. and They've blown out both of their two previous opponents. Doesn't look like Norwell is going to fold over like that. And... Uh, um, and up on the north side of Fort Wayne, we have Carroll leading Northside 27 to nothing. Yeah, Northside have managed to hang in this game. They're trying to go. They're trying to pick up their first win of the season, but turnovers really hurting the Legends right now. And up in Busco, we had Cherry Busco 15 at Garrett 12. Yeah, these are two sleeper teams in the Northeast Corner Conference, so this is a big game right now. Cherry Busco. Close game up on Garrett on the road. And who's this team? Chelsea in Michigan is leading Angola 35-7. to Yeah, we may not have known too much about them coming in, but we're going to know who they are tonight, as it looks like. Uh, Angola should know pretty well about them by now. 35-7 all Chelsea at the moment. East Noble is leading 42 
or is leading north, Huntington North 42 to nothing. Yeah, I think East Noble is another sleeper team. They've got a lot of talent on that ball club, and right now Huntington North, uh, I think they know all about that one. Yes, and our last game that we're watching tonight, Heritage is leading Woodland 16 to nothing. Yeah, two more teams looking to avoid going 0-3. Right now it is Heritage, the Heritage Patriots, that certainly look as though uh, they could go to 1-2. Woodland's still in it. Of course, of course. And as always, you know, baseball fans, I have promised you a, a ticket cap score. Right now in the bottom of the fours, which you can uh, listen on the stream at uh, uh, 13thefan.com, Fort Wayne tin caps are leading the Great Lakes Loons six to nothing. Yeah, and so this has been a great game. We don't want to take up too much more of you guys' time on that one, so we're going to get you right back out there to Homestead High School. This has been the Hoopy Insurance Services Halftime Show on 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. I've been Matthew Klingenberger with my partner, John Graham. We now return you to our feature high school football game of the week on 1380 AM The Fan and 100.9 FM. You've seen the cute insurance pants or a silly staff that favors all white clothing, but do you really believe that companies spending millions and millions of dollars on clever TV commercials Commercials actually provided what you need most, an insurance policy without tricky loopholes, escape language, or gaps. No one wants a surprise when it comes to filing an insurance claim. And that's why Hoopy Insurance Services is a trusted advocate when it comes to coverage of what's important to you. As an independent agency, they work with multiple companies to find the policy perfectly tailored to your specific situation for your home and autos. If you have or are in the process of buying a new home, the process is stressful enough. So contact Matt and the Hoopy Insurance team now to get a free review and consultation of your insurance needs. They'll find the right policy and make sure you have the coverage you need so there's no surprises later on. Service is the Hoopy Insurance Difference. Hoopy, H-U-P-E Insurance Services, a Fort Wayne company serving the Fort Wayne area now for 40 years. Alliance Exteriors is a proud sponsor of IHSAA football and proud to be your home improvement partners for life. Alliance Exteriors specializes in metal and shingle roofing, siding, windows, and patios. Our quality of materials, quality of work, lifetime warranties, and price make partnering with Alliance Exteriors feel like scoring the winning touchdown for your home. Visit us at AllianceExteriorsIN.com to schedule your free, no-pressure estimate, and win big with Alliance Exteriors. Masters Heating and Cooling, an industry leader, has experienced unprecedented growth, and it's led to tremendous job opportunities right now at Masters. If you're an HVAC installer or technician, Masters Heating and Cooling wants to talk to you. Masters Heating and Cooling offers among the industry's best salaries, benefits, and hours that fit a family lifestyle. Now's the time. Work for the best. Masters Heating and Cooling. Apply online at mastersheatcool.com. For 25 years, Saturday mornings have been Fighting Irish Preview Time. I'm Phil Houck. Join me and America's foremost authority on Notre Dame football, Tim Priester, for the silver anniversary season of Fighting Irish Preview. Silver anniversary season? That means you're old. Not exactly. Old, yes, but older and wiser. Wise analysis, wise predictions, and wise inside information. So, Saturday mornings at 10, right after Jim Shovelin and Talking Sports, tune in to Fighting Irish Preview on 1380 The Fan. Now back to the Hoopy Insurance Halftime Report. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. 
actually welcome back to our high school football game. It is here at Homestead. Brett Rump with Shannon Griffith, and at halftime, the Bishop Lewis Knights have a 35-21 lead over the Homestead Spartans. Homestead is going to get this second-half kickoff, and it's pretty imperative, I think, at this point, Shannon. Homestead's got to do something with it because you are already down two scores, and all you can do here is get it to within one, which means you have to get a defensive stop at some point. Lures offense so far tonight has not been stopped by Homestead. So offensively, it puts pressure on you. You have to do something every time you get the football. Well, yeah, that's the way it's played out with uh, Lures being about 60% on third down conversions. The thing that Homestead has to understand, you're not going to get it all back on one play. So they're going to have to be, you know, do what they did that first half. I mean, they had a good half up to the point where they had the two, you know, the penalty that caused them, caused them that drive and actually gave Luke a score. So, you know, come out, do what you did the first half, and the, like you, we talked about with the one stop. There's somebody's going to have to make a stop it's, because that's what it's going to come down to. I wonder at halftime when the coaches had a chance to talk to the teams, how much of that talk do you think centered around defense? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what can we do is kind of the the question, and I think the defensive coordinators are probably saying, what haven't we done? I mean, they're 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 beating us on both sides. Bishop Lures to kick it off left to right as we look at the field from the east side press box. And here's the boot by Pineda, a deep one. And it will go well into the end zone and will be a touchback. Homestead Spartans will start on their 20-yard line as we start our second half with the Spartans trailing the Bishop Lures Knights 35-21. to 21. In that first half, over 600 yards of total offense between these two teams, over 350 generated by Bishop Lures. Yeah, just remarkable. I've never seen a half of high school football like we had the first half there. You see those kind of numbers usually at the end of games, not <laughs> yeah. at halftime. Or playing uh, PlayStation, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, playing Madden. Yeah. Put up those kind of numbers. So it is first and ten for the Spartans from their own 20. Ball is on the right hash. Two receivers, short side left, right. Two receivers to the left, single back, and it will be a give to Smith. Up the middle, puts the shoulder pads down and just grinds his way across the 25 and dives forward to about the 27. You know, one thing I've noticed with the center uh, quarterback exchange here in the gun, it has been low yeah. pretty much all night. That's the thing to look for, to, to keep an eye on because they're one snap away from, you know, going between his legs. Right at his knees almost all night. Again, down low at the knees. Slavin hands it off. It's oh, going to nice be a play. run looking to get around the right end, and that's not going to be enough room to do it. Taken down at about the 28-yard line after a gain of only a couple that will bring up a third down and two, and this is the first challenge of the second half. Yeah, Spartans exactly. facing a third down on the very first drive. Looking at the uh, running back, and that is not Desmond Smith, and no. it's not Cam Johnson. I think it's Brevin Adams, the 5'655 pound senior, who's joined forces in the backfield. Oh, they got the stop. He'll get the carry, and he gets taken down. 
trying to see if we can get the number. 28. I think that's. Oh, well, it is 28. So 28 is uh, Brett Fuchs. Fuchs is a 5'10", sophomore, and he gets taken down at the 26. It's a three and out to start our second half. What? Yeah. What are we seeing here, Shannon? No, yeah, and that was, a, again, a heck of a play by uh, the corner out there last time. Jimenez, I believe. Check the punter because <laughs> Dixon is punch. listed as the punter, and he does get the boot wow. away, and it is a deep kick against the wind. It bounces inside the 30, the 25, and rolls inside the 20. That's, that's going to be a 53-yard kick. No return and first and 10 for Bishop Lures at their own 19-yard line. 9.53 remains third quarter. Yeah, that was a heck of a punt. Flipped the field position there. And that's what you needed there from Homestead to give you a little breathing room. Not that... It's been much of a difference in that first half. On comes the Spartans, or the uh, Bishop Lewers offense. Carson Clark, senior quarterback. What a first half Clark had. Sir Hale, the running back, three wide. One to the left, two to the right. Clark in the gun, five deep. He'll drop back, look to throw, and fires deep over the middle, and he overshot his intended target, Jaden Hill. Streaking down the middle of the field. Yeah, and so all of a sudden, defenses are taking over here in the second half. It's going to be second <laughs> down and 10 for Bishop Lewis. Yeah, we've, uh, they went in at halftime. Is what we. That's probably been the problem right there. That was the first, I guess you would call, bad throw Carson Clark had tonight. Tried to hit him in between the over-the-top linebacker and in front of the safety. But just not a lot of room there, and Clark overthrew it. So second down and 10, again from the 19-yard line. Brody Glenn alone here on the right side, and they'll throw it left instead over to the far sideline, and Antoine Lake with a drop. Well, certainly not the efficiency that we saw in the first half by these offenses, and now it is a third down and 10 for the Bishop Lewers Knights. Yeah, and here's an adjustment, too. I just want to point this out. That Desmond Smith has now jumped onto the defensive side, <laughs> yeah, which is exactly. why he's not playing running back, and he has lined up man-to-man -man with Brody Glenn, who has burned the Spartans yeah. deep a couple of times. Yeah, and that bass was high, even though Lake probably should have came down with it. From the left hash, Clark drops the lefty, looks in the pocket, throws over the middle, and again, nobody open. Tried to force it to Jaden Hill. It's incomplete, and it's a pair of three and outs, <laughs> one by each team to start our second half, and the Bishop Lewers Knights are going to have to punt the football for the first time tonight. Yeah, uh, I don't know what's happened here, because that's the two offenses are not the two same <laughs> offenses that we saw in the first half, but... Uh, yeah, they uh, shouldn't have stopped there at halftime. They should have just turned and kept going. Lures the 35-21 lead over Homestead. 9.41 remaining in the second quarter, and Brody Glenn stands at his own three-yard line to receive a okay. bouncing snap, but he handles it, and the kick is away, and that's a good kick by Glenn, given the My circumstances goodness. taken as a fair catch by Isaac Barkas at the 44-yard line. But that, uh, that ends up being a 37-yard kick with no return, but there was pressure coming on Brody Glenn. 
Yeah, he fielded a one hopper there. That was a great job in that. And then on top of it, he got off a pretty, a really good kick. Spartans' second possession of the second half starts at their own 44. Peyton Slavin, no surprise, wears number 18. Shotgun, and they'll go jet sweep. Here goes Sparrow around the right side, and he'll spin through a tackle to the 49-yard line. Five yards for Gage Sparrow on that sweep. Second down and five. Yeah, that was a nice open field play by, I think it was 33, for Bishop Lures. And be Colin Jolas. Jolas. Yeah. Second down and five from the 49. Ball on the right hash. Two receivers to the left, one to the right. Single back is Fuchs. Drop, slant, caught by Sparrow at the Fluers 40. Hit and taken down at the 39. On the tackle, True Wallace for the Bishop Lures Knights, but it's first down yardage. They'll put the ball at the Lures 38-yard line. Yeah, now that is a 13-yard pickup. Yeah, they come back to that's a play that they've ran and had highly sacks. They're throwing that little what we call a bender route in behind the linebacker in front of the safety, and Slavin has stuck it on him every time. At the Lures 38-yard line, Spartans have it first and 10, down two touchdowns. Play action, Slavin Got going deep, post. post route to Anderson, and oh. he can't make the catch, but the defender, Nick Thompson, had some contact, and the flag flies inside the 10-yard line, and that'll be pass interference. Now, I don't know with your reaction if you thought that was interference. I didn't think it was when he went up and knocked the ball away. It was while it was in the air when he kind of grabbed on and pulled the shoulder of Nate Anderson. Yeah. And uh, I thought I thought there was interference, but it wasn't when the ball arrived. It was actually a bit earlier than that. But the ball was a little bit underthrown. Yeah. It ends up being a penalty and a big march off, which will result in a first down. Remember, it's not a spot foul in high school football. They march it to the 23, first and 10 for the Spartans. Personally, I don't think it was P.I. because I had to let the way the game is gone. The problem there was, like you said, the throw brought Anderson back. Had he let him there, he probably had a touchdown. You're uh, you're talking like a coach. The way these teams have stopped the other, they should be allowed to hold them, grab them, do whatever. Hand off up the middle, Fuchs, and he gets met at the hole and has to just kind of fall forward to the 21, 22, maybe a yard or two on that play. An offensive coach that would always be screaming P.I. <laughs> well, it's almost like, you know, give the kids a break. They haven't stopped anybody. If they yeah. have to grab a little bit, let it go. Yeah. A little shirt tug never hurt, hurt anybody. <laughs> Two receivers right, one to the left. Ball center between the hash marks for Peyton Slavin and the Homestead Spartans offense. It is second down at nine. They're at Bishop Lewer's 22-yard line. Slavin calls for the snap, throws quickly, and it's caught over in the right flat. 
Barrow makes the catch only about three yards downfield and then takes it for what he can get after the catch, and that's roughly the 15 or 16-yard line. We'll call it the 16, so it's going to bring up a third down and three for the Homestead Spartans. That time, just a quick throw to try to take advantage of the cushion there, but doesn't give them first down yardage. Now, sets up a big third and three here. Let's see if they can convert. From the right hash, drop back, and they'll give instead. Fuchs around the right edge. Oh, He's nice got cut. the sideline. Cuts away from a defender. Brett Fuchs will take it in for the touchdown. 16 yards out. Fuchs the score, his third of the year. And the Spartans have made it a one-score game. 35-27 with 7:04 left in the third. What a uh, what a run! I mean, he caught the corner. It was uh, a nice call on third down there by Coach uh, Skelton. The key was to be able to get in that sideline without anybody holding. Yeah. Extra point is up and good by Cameron Jarrett. And so we've got a seven-point contest once again. Bishop Lewers, 35, Homestead, 28. 7.04 remaining third quarter. It's high school football on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. There's only one original stuffed crust pizza, and it's only at Pizza Hut, where we've been stuffing crust since 1995. So next time you're looking for the OG, the original stuffed crust pizza, you better call or stop by your local Pizza Hut. Any other stuff is just stuff. Can you believe people used to just throw their crust away? Not if Pizza Hut has anything to say about it. Pair the original stuffed crust with an all-you-can-eat salad bar now open at Pizza Hut. All-you-can-eat. That's what I'm talking about. No one out pizzas the hut. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. We're back to the field. The Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Brought to you by Alliance Exteriors. With Shannon Griffith, I am Brett Rump, John Graham, and Matt back in the studio tonight for our high school football game of the week. A good one here at Homestead. 7:04 still to be played in the third quarter, and it's now a 35-28 Bishop Lewers lead as the Spartans just got a nice 16-yard run by their sophomore backup running back, Brett Fuchs. Interesting switch for the Spartans. They take Desmond Smith, who had a huge Huge first half running the football, and they put him on the defensive side. There's the kick, and it's taken in the end zone by Sir Hale, so that will come out to the 20. And the Bishop Lewers Knights start this drive in familiar territory. They've started, what, four of them? Yeah. Five of them from their own 20 tonight? Yeah. And that's the other thing that's been impressive tonight has been the kicking game. I mean, they haven't really been pressed into action from a field goal perspective, but from a field position perspective, both kickers kicking it in the end zone. You have two punters make pretty good punts on the only two we've had tonight. So everything's hitting on all cylinders for both teams for the most part. The Knights offense lines up. Lefty quarterback, senior Carson Clark from the left hash. And it's Sir Hale up the middle. He's met at the line of scrimmage. Nothing there for Sir Hale. It's going to bring up a second down and 10. Again, the defensive line for Homestead, for the most part tonight, has been pretty stout in there. There's been very few uh, gaps for Sir Hale. Got a 
that man down. Yeah, when you uh, when you look at the Spartans defensively, you can't help but notice Jonathan Waddell, who is a 6'6", 380-pound junior. Playing nose. And, well, I think he plays nose guard, defensive tackle, and half defensive end all on that side of the football. Yeah, let's just put it this way. He's a big man. When we say interior, he is the interior for the Homestead Sparks. Can you imagine it, the, the center from Lures that's going against him every play? My goodness. Well, you almost have to double team him. One guy takes the left side, one guy takes the right. He's just a big, big guy. And, uh, well, not to be outdone, let's talk about yeah. Lures because defensively they also uh, have a nose tackle that uh, that can kind of line it up. He's uh, listed at uh, a sophomore at 5'9", 400 pounds. Yeah, that's not a good sign for Homestead. Schultz going off there. Really uh, kind of looks like he's favoring an ankle, maybe. He had an arm problem in the yeah. first half. Yeah, he's been, uh, I mean, he's one of those guys that's not the biggest player on the field, but he plays as if he's bigger than he really is. Yeah, reckless You could kind of call yeah. him the chihuahua. Yeah. They always think they're a bigger <laughs> dog than what they are. And, and it's just the fact with uh, Schiltz, he's, uh, you know, a little bit of an undersized linebacker. Play action, roll to the right. Clark, good completion to Hill. And Hill gets wrapped up near the 27-yard line. That's still going to be three yards shy of the first down stick. So it's third down and three for Bishop Lures from their own 27. Spartans have to be thinking if they can get another stop, get this football, they'll have a chance to tie up the football game. Halfway through the third quarter from the right hash, two receivers left, one right. Sir Hale, the running back. Clark from the gun. Gives it to Sir Hale. He's going to bounce it to the left. Now cut it up off tackle and get a first down across the 30, all the way to the 35-yard line. How about that for seven yards from Sir Hale? What a great job of reading off of the block of Nelson Kanamke and then bursting through the hole for a good game. Well, Homestead had a stunt that way, and they folded the linebacker inside, and that's why Hale was able to get outside. First and ten, another third down conversion for the Bishop Lures Knights. They'll come with the sweep. McInturf brings it right, cuts it back toward the middle of the field and avoids a couple of tackles, taking it for 11 yards, maybe even 12 out to the 47. Nice job of running. I don't know if the play was designed to go to the sideline or not, but he saw the gap just off right tackle and cut it up between the hash marks for a good game. Yeah, I was a little little misdirection play and you know who haven't they used read that block of <laughs> billy o'connor and cut inside his guards block there again a little hitch route caught by hill he'll run to the sideline and hill drags the tackler close to first down yardage at the spartans 43 yard line it's a 10 yard gain and another first down and the knights continue with this drive already leading it 35 28 well, there's a name that we haven't called a lot of, Hill, and how good he 
he is, and another Spartan has gone down. Uh, hopefully it's not something that's uh, too bad. But again, Carson Clark recognized the blitz. Hill also recognized it. He stopped. He pitched it to him. There's nobody there, and he gets 11 yards. They're tending to a Homestead Spartan who is laying on the field. Well, now he is up, and you know who it is, oh, Desmond Smith. He's had a tough night. He, he switched from offense to defense here in the second half because the Spartans needed help in their defensive secondary. So Smith putting team first after having a huge first half running the football. Yeah. He goes to corner for the Spartans defensively here in the second half, and now he hobbles to the sideline with some assistance. Yeah, I just took a bad step there, it looked like, and I see that Schultz has come back in, I think, so they may have gotten one of their players back. From the 43-yard line, Clark drops, looks, fires over the middle, got Glenn at the 15, the 10, and tackled at the 5-yard line. Denied the touchdown, but what a beautiful pass and catch from Carson Clark to Brody Glenn on that post round. In stride and a first and goal now for the Knights, and they'll line up quickly. Recognize that they had a substitute in. What they do, they go right at him. Great call. From the three-yard line, it's first and goal for the Knights. Trying to add to a seven-point lead. The fake to hell. Ball stripped out of Clark's hands. It's free. Kicked out to the 20. Now a scrum. Who's going to have it? A referee is right there, and he's saying that Lures got the football. Wow. Wow. What a what a job by Lures to go back and get it, and it's Sir Hale who saved the day there for Lures. He was the one who got the recovery. It was the read option. Clark faked the handoff to Hale. When he pulled it, he got wrapped up, and it was basically a strip tackle. The ball went flinging into the backfield, and then the chase was on, and Sir Hale gets the recovery. So it is now second and goal, but the ball is out at the 20-yard line. Trip receivers left, one receiver right. Clark drops. He'll throw to the end zone, and it's off the fingertips of his intended target, Jaden Hill, then incomplete. Yeah, he kind of had to try to fit one in there just a little bit high. And, you know, going back to that last play for Homestead, that's the one you got to get, you know, to get the turnover there. Mark said he just fouled on the ball. He tried to pick it up, you know, scoop and score. And that prevented it from uh, getting in Homestead's hands. Third and goal from the 20. Carson Clark in the gun, two receivers left. Brody Glenn wide right with Jaden Hill in the slot right. Drop back Clark looking. Now he'll spin to the right. Now here comes pressure. He'll roll to the left. Looks for a hole. Tucks it and keeps it and takes it inside the 15. Wrapped nice up play. at the 11. It's going to be fourth and goal. And now the kicking unit is going to come on for Bishop Lures, trying to make it a two-score lead with 4.36 remaining here in the third quarter. Again, pocket presence by Clark. Steps up into it, finds a, a seam and takes off running. So what's he do? He didn't 
shades himself to get the ball down to the about the 12-yard line to make this a little shorter of a kick. They do say he's down at the 12. They'll sit this at the 19, which makes it a 29-yard attempt from the left hash for Roel Pineda. The set is good. The kick on its way, plenty of distance, and it's good for Roel Pineda. And the Bishop Lewis Knights have a two-score lead. They go up 10, 38-28, a 29-yard field goal with 4.02 remaining in the third. And the Knights will kick off when we return to our high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Dealing with joint pains, sprains, strains, or back pain? Make the park Parkview Ortho Express Walk-In Clinic, your first stop when you have an orthopedic or sports injury. Located at a Sport One Parkview Fieldhouse, Ortho Express has specialized orthopedic physicians on staff when you need it most. Get x-rays, treatment, and referrals to Parkview Care, all in the convenience of a walk-in clinic. You can even see ortho providers virtually through the Parkview MyChart Virtual Walk-In Clinic. Ortho Express is open Monday through Thursday from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Friday, 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. Call 260-266-4007 for more. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Let's send it back to the field. The Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Brought to you by Alliance Exteriors. Four minutes, two seconds remain in the third quarter. Bishop Lures extends their lead to 10, 38-28 over the Homestead Spartans. With the coach, Shannon Griffith, I am Brett Rump. John Graham and Matt, our studio engineers tonight. Coming up after the game, join us at the Coventry Pizza Hut for the Indiana Physical Therapy post-game show. Caleb Hatch will be along as our scoreboard operator, and I'll be joining him coming up after the game. Here's the kick by Pineda, taking it to two. Up the middle of the field, 20, 25, 30, 35, and Nate Anderson crosses the 40 to the 42-yard line. That will be about a 41-yard return for Nate Anderson in good field position by the Homestead Spartans. With 3.54 still left in the third quarter, Spartans down by 10. Yeah, I don't like comparing players too much, especially when it's my own son. But Anderson reminds me of him and how he, he runs routes, how he does things. He's a talented young man, and Western Michigan's got him a football player. Peyton Slavin, the junior quarterback for the Homestead Spartans. Yes, spells his name P-E-Y-T-O-N. And as we <laughs> said earlier, also wears number 18. So you can pretty much put two and two together who his... Idol is probably going to be. Option play to the right. There's the pitch to Fuchs. He's around the right edge. Got good blocking as he takes it into Lewis territory down the far sideline. Finally getting knocked out of bounds near the Knights 40. Little speed option. They're taking advantage of the coverage. Optioning in man online. Very simple pitch. Very well done by Slavin. And he's impressive tonight as well. That's twice that uh, we've seen Fuchs get the outside and you and you wonder if that's something with the way lures is setting up for these blocks by the wide receivers because they're doing a nice job of creating that wall yes they are to get Fuchs around the edge 
And here comes Fuchs to the left this time. Here comes penetration. And Davon Dowdy says, no, sir. He blasts through the play and caught up with Fuchs in the backfield. A loss of about two, two and a half back Man. in the 42. And what a play by Dowdy. He came out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, he was five to ten, ten yards in, uh, deep there, and he read it and found he's found, as soon as he found a seam, he shot it. Big play, lost of yardage, second and 12 here, 245. He, he made four left in the third. He made Fuchs look like he was moving in slow motion. Yes, he did. With the speed, he closed it on that play. Play action, there. throw over the middle, and it's caught by Gage. Stay skinny pose yeah. trying to get the seam. Call Again, it. you talk about it. Suck up a linebacker with play action and then pop it right over the top of their head. Yeah, up in front of the safety. We, I term it as a bender route because he's bending in into the middle of the field and really just kind of settling in a hole. Flavin had a good play fake and drew the linebackers up. First and 10 for the Spartans at the 27. Option right, same play that went for big yardage before. Fuchs got, got, got the block, 20, 15, 10, and is he in or out? He gets knocked out of bounds short. Fuchs it's knocked out of bounds, but there is the flag, Shannon. Oh, no. <laughs> Back at the line of scrimmage at the 25. And we just talked about it on the last time they ran that play. What a nice job Homestead was doing in sealing those blocks. This time they get called for a hold. And a big run by Brett Fuchs is going to go off the board. And Homestead is going to take on a big penalty. Well, yeah, they got the we right tackle. If we want to look at that part of the game, who's played a cleaner game, clearly it has been Lures that has played a cleaner game. Homestead has had more flags against them. Yeah, and that one there, again, kind of picking up the replay here. I'm not sure that was a hold more than a guy just fell down. So they'll move it back to the 34. That's huge. So it is first down and 17 to go. Quick pass to the left. Caught by Sparrow. He avoids one. Almost avoids two. And he does stay on his feet. Look at Sparrow run inside the 25 down to the 21-yard line. What a game he's had. A 13-yard gain. And about seven or eight of it was after he should have been down. Yeah, he's going to have, that, we call those yak yards or yards after contact. He's, he's going to have quite a few of those tonight because he's broken a few tackles himself. And he's had himself again. A lot of the attention was on Nate Anderson as the returning Homestead receiver. And maybe Gage Sparrow making a statement tonight. Hey, I'm still here too because he has had a huge game. Second down, about six to go. Slavin, the keeper, up the middle. Good push by the offensive line, and Slavin's going to take it for a first down to the 16-yard line. And that was really all the offensive line just getting a push. 
And it looks to me like there's no, you know, there's nothing there as far as trap blocking or anything else. Right. It's just almost zone blocking, just yeah. leading the way. They're getting a great push up front. They just had to take their tackle out because he's lost his helmet on there uh, on that play. But Slavin, you know, he's got a little quicks too. So he he's another weapon in the backfield that they can still exploit here in the second half as well. Ten point lead for Lures, but Homestead in the red zone with a first down. Handoff jet sweep coming near side. Anderson avoids one, but gets popped by the second man after he picked up about two or three yards. And again, I, that might be Sparrow. It is. It's Sparrow again. I thought that time it was Anderson. Got a flag but down boy, again. Boy, Sparrow done some things with the football. They're going to call hold again. My goodness. Another penalty against the Homestead Spartans. Well, I again, they're trying to get wide. And, you know, we've seen it over the last couple years, Shannon, that a lot of the officials are quick to throw that flag on the wide receivers or on the outside blocker. Yeah, they called Either grabbing jersey or holding on. They called uh, Anderson there for a push in the back. And, again, I'm one of those types. It better be very egregious and, you know, have a bearing on the play. And that play was over where he was standing. So the march back to the 22-yard line. It is first and 15. Slavin again, a low snap. Quarterback draw. Slavin with room. 15-10, near sideline. To the pylon is he in. Wow, they mark him way back out at the, about the three. Whoa, he's out at the, yeah, that is the three-yard line. I'm not sure he was, I think that was a kind of a bad spot. Well, the, the pylon is laying down. They got to go fix it. I thought that's where he actually crossed into, into uh, out-of-bounds territory. But he got the first down. But he did get the first down. It's first and goal at the three-yard line for the Spartans. Ball's on the left hash. They add an extra back to the backfield. Go with a power formation. And they will give it to Fuchs. Fuchs dances up the oh, middle, and he gets up. stood up at the one. And that's just a good defensive form tackle because Fuchs looked like he had a hole, but he got met in that hole and stood up and planted. And Homestead comes up short. It'll be second down and goal from the one as we'll start the fourth quarter on the other side of the break. That was Sir Hale that made that play at the goal line. My goodness. What a play by Sir Hale working the defensive side here in the late third into the fourth. What a game after three quarters of play. 38-28. Bishop Lewers leading it over the Homestead Spartans with the Spartans threatening. We'll come back on our high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. For 25 years, Saturday mornings have been Fighting Irish Preview Time. I'm Phil Houck. Join me and America's foremost authority on Notre Dame football, Tim Priester, for the silver anniversary season of Fighting Irish Preview. Silver anniversary season? That means you're old. Not exactly. Old, yes, but older and wiser. Wise analysis, wise predictions, and wise inside information. So, Saturday mornings at 10, right after Jim shoveling and talking sports tune in to fighting irish preview on 1380 the fan 
Every six minutes, a utility line is damaged by reckless digging. So Indiana relies on 811 superheroes like Steve the Plumber. I contact 811 before I do my work. Mary the Gardener. Before I plant a tree, I contact 811. And Mike the Landscaper. I dig for a living, but always contact 811. Prevent damages or injury. Call 811 or go online. 811now.com. Sponsored by the Indiana Utility Regulatory Commission, this station, and the Indiana Broadcasters Association. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM, the Fort Wayne High School football game of the week. Brought to you by Alliance Exteriors. Handoff, Fuchs up the middle. He goes into the end zone. Touchdown. What a way to start the fourth quarter. Five seconds into our final quarter, and the Spartans have cut it to 38-34. to 34. And now on comes the kicking unit to try to make it a three-point game. There they plowed the way, didn't they? No problem for Brett Fuchs taking it in for the second touchdown of the game and fourth of the season for the sophomore running back. Extra point is up. Every one of these is huge, and that is good. So the Homestead Spartans score on the first play of our fourth quarter. And it's now 38-35. to 35. Bishop Lures leading it over the Homestead Spartans. The kickoff comes up on the other side on our high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Alliance Exteriors is a proud sponsor of IHSAA football and proud to be your home improvement partners for life. Alliance Exteriors specializes in metal and shingle roofing, siding, windows, and patios. Our quality of materials, quality of work, lifetime warranties, and price make partnering with Alliance Exteriors feel like scoring the winning touchdown for your home. Visit us at AllianceExteriorsIN.com to schedule your free, no-pressure estimate, and win big with Alliance Exteriors. Now back to high school football, the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Brought to you by Alliance Exteriors on Fort Wayne Sports Station. We love to keep you connected with us, our high school football, every Friday night. Check us out on Twitter at 1380thefan. Also, remember, you can always text us at 46862. Scores, comments, highlights, 46862. The text line for 1380, the fan. Here is Homestead's kick. It's going to be a bouncer at the 10 over by the oh, sideline, and it's grabbed and then out of bounds inside the 5 near the 1 or 2 yard line. Oh, my goodness. Let's see where they mark it. At the 1. Wow. The ball took a bounce at the 10. Lures went over, and as it just about went out of bounds, they actually they caught it like an offensive player going over and catching a thrown ball or something. You know, they kind of did the toe tap, caught it, and their momentum took them out of bounds inside the one-yard line. And that's where Lures is going to have to start. Yeah, Coach Zolman is wanting an, a penalty on the sideline over there. Very late hit on one of his players. Actually injured him a little bit. He wanted a penalty as well, but when the ball's on the one, you can only move it about a half inch. So. Yeah. Hey, 
bad decision there by, uh, by Lake. You should have let the ball go because they would have been out of bounds and they would have got it out here at the 35. So the Bishop Bluers offense leading at 38 to 35 starts 99 and two-thirds of a yard away from their end zone, their goal line. Here we go. Carson Clark standing five yards deep in the end zone has Sir Hale with him and this is going to be a penalty or a timeout? Timeout called by Homestead. And I'm not sure what they saw. You know, I'll I tell you, I'll be honest with you. Looking at this game and the in the context of how this game is played out, I would not be surprised at all with Kyle Lindsay if he gets man-to-man -man coverage oh, yeah. that he will drop Carson Clark and go deep, whether it is Antoine Lake or it is Brody Glenn. He right. will have full confidence in Carson Clark to drop back in his end zone and try to take advantage of that. I think that's what Chad yeah. Zolman may have noticed. Well, and, you know... Thinking out loud here, this is an area where you do the play action, throw it up deep, because like you said, when you're backed up like this, try to take a shot. And remember, Desmond Smith was the running back that started the game for the Spartans. Came out in the second half, he was the corner matched up man-to-man -man against Brody Glenn, and I do not believe that that is Desmond Smith who's returned on this series. They tweaked that ankle the previous series. So it may be like a third string corner that is out there against Brody Glenn. Yeah, they're going to cheat their safeties over there to Glenn. Shotgun for Clark inside his own one-yard line, uh, and there's motion at the line of scrimmage. Going to get Homestead for encroachment. It is. It's Homestead. Brody Glenn trying to convince the official on that sideline that it was Homestead that moved and the officials said, yep, it's five against Homestead. So it gives some breathing room to the Bishop Lewers Knights. The ball comes out to the five. That's huge. 11.53 remaining. Bishop Lewers 38, Homestead 35. And after a miscue on the kickoff return, Bishop Lewers has it first and five from the five. Clark, long count. Sir Hale, the only back. Here comes the blitz up the middle. Clark throws, and oh. he throws it over the top to Brody Glenn and got him open, but he didn't get enough air under it. Yeah, he had an incomplete. Of, he kind of had to rush it there. Nice route by Glenn. He went inside and got back out on top. And uh, had he put a little bit more on that, I'm. that's a 95-yard touchdown. It is now second down and five. But that's exactly what they're trying to take advantage of. They realize they got yeah. that third string corner in there. And the safety took a little bit of a bad angle and undercut it. And that's how Brody got behind him. Handoff, Sir oh, Hale. He's wrapped up. No gain. He might have lost a yard back to the four. What a uh, defensive play right up the middle. And that might be Max Schultz again yeah. making that defensive play. Good, good job by him but a good job by their D lineman because they kept the O-line off the linebackers there. And this is a huge play here on in, in this game because they get a stop here. They're looking at good field position. It is third down and a long five just inside their own five-yard line for the Bishop Lewers Knights. Still 11-10 to play. 
Three-point Bishop Lewers lead. Drop back Clark looking, looking. He lobs it right sideline. Oh, man to man and going up and making the catch. Oh, Brody wow. Glenn. And then he slips through a tackle and get extra yards across the 40. Oh, a 35-yard pickup. <laughs> and it was as simple as throwing it up there and trusting your receiver to win the one-on-one -on -one battle against a backup corner, and Brody Glenn did. Yeah, but here the thing about this is the throw by uh, Carson Clark. He just put it right over the top of the corner's head, and that's where you got to – that's perfect ball placement. That is perfect ball placement. Ball is on the 40, and now we've got a flag thrown on the far side. The sideline judge at the line of scrimmage throws the flag, blows the play dead, and what do we have? Ball start called against Bishop Lures. Little legal procedure. I think the wideout had moved when the center put his hand on the ball, and you, you got to be set. So helped him out there, but... Five-yard march off back to the 35, first and 15. There's two third-down plays tonight that may be the big difference in the game. The third and 19... And then that third and uh, 12 play, because those are times to get off the field and get good field position. 10:35, clock continues to run. Lures with the football, leading at 38 to 35. Here comes Got the blitz, him. and oh they my. hit it from his blind side. The ball pops free. Homestead grabs it and takes it down to the 15-yard line. There's the play you needed. The big hit on Carson Clark. The blitz came off the edge. The ball shot out of Clark's hand, and Homestead scoops it, and now they've got the ball at the Bishop Lures. Let's see where they set it. The 16-yard line, 17-yard line. It is first and 10 for the Spartans in the red zone, and it's a three-point Lures lead. What a defensive play. Yeah, huge. They brought the blitz off the edge. He was unabated right to the quarterback. He hit blindsided him. Parker did not have a chance. But now the defense is going to have to rise up here for Bishop Lures. Sir Hale runs onto the field late as a safety. The Bishop Lewis defense, and I don't know, our ref wasn't ready to go, so. <laughs> he's kind of taking his time. Yeah, taking his time. Now he starts play clock. 38-35, Lures, Spartans first and 10 at the night 17. Give Fuchs looking to get around the left oh, edge, and he's play. taken out before he could turn the corner. Nice defensive play. Linker. I think that was Evan Linker coming off at his linebacker position. Ethan Linker is a senior defensive lineman at 5'10", 282. Plenty of size, and he went low to take out the running back. So it is now a second down, and they'll say no gain on the first down play. Well, they give him a yard to the 16, so he must have fallen with his body forward. Second down and nine. 
Spartans from the left hash. Drop back. Look, Slavin. Try to set up the screen to the wide receiver, Nate Anderson. He threw it behind him, incomplete. Yeah, R.J. Hogue got a hand on it. Nice play by Hogue, recognizing the screen. He got his hands up, coming off the edge there, and got a tip. So now we set up a good third nine. And, you know, this is a question. Where do you want the ball for your kicker in this regard? If they can't get the first down here, do you get, try to get a play that's in the middle of the field? Surprised that Homestead hasn't used more of the interior run between the tackles. You've got an offensive line, 260, 260, 240, 285, 225. They should be able to exert their will physically against that front for Bishop Lewers. They got Yates Barrett out here one-on-one. -on -one. Drop back Slavin, throws to the left, sideline, caught. Got it. What a throw. What a throw. It's Nate Anderson who had the ball slightly behind him, but he spun around, caught it as he fell out of bounds. You heard of the toe tap of the sideline. That was almost the heel tap because he got turned around making the catch. Well, he had both. He had his choice there because they were one-on-one. -on -one. He had Sparrow out here as well. Did a good job taking the easier throw into the boundary. First and goal, Spartans trailing by three with nine and a half left. Ball's on the left hash, just inside the five-yard line. Slavin, give up the middle, Fuchs. Breaks away from one tackle. Now he just keeps the feet moving as he gets inside the three. Maybe down to the two. About a three-yard game for Brett Fuchs. Sophomore has been the key running back for Homestead's offense here in the second half. An interesting switch by yeah. the coaches. They took... Desmond Smith, who was outstanding in that first half offensively yeah. carrying the football, decided they needed him and his athletic ability and speed, maybe a little more on the defensive side. And then Smith got hurt, and he has not returned yet. And so it is Fuchs as the running back. Slavin lines up in the gun from the two-yard line. Fuchs. Oh, what a... And oh, he my. just got plowed inside the one. I mean, it looked like he was going through a wide-open hole, and then boom. Yeah, Evan Linker again, my lord. Wow, what a hit. Stopped at the one-yard line. That's almost one of those where you, it's almost like you, you see the hole, and then all of a sudden the defender just pops up out of the ground and smacks it yeah. because he just came out of nowhere. Yeah, and everybody thought it was a walk-in touchdown, and yeah. he said no. And I would go with Slave in here, some type of misdirection to get him the football. Third goal from the one. Slavin. Yeah. Read option. Touchdown. He fakes it to Fuchs. Slavin, the keeper. Slavin, the touchdown. And the Spartans have their first lead of the game with eight minutes left. 41-38. And they have a chance to make it a four-point lead on the extra point. That was almost disastrous because it was kind of a slow snap again, and he had trouble with the, the fake, but fortunately enough, he was able to get it in, and good call there by Homestead. And you're right, Shannon, that snap has been consistent, but it's been low every time, somewhere between the shins and the knees. That one almost hit the ankles. Here's the extra point. It's up, and Cameron Jarrett drills it through, and it's a 42-38 Homestead lead. Eight minutes of football still remains here at Dave Walters Stadium on the high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM.
Alliance Exteriors is a proud sponsor of IHSAA football and proud to be your home improvement partners for life. Alliance Exteriors specializes in metal and shingle roofing, siding, windows, and patios. Our quality of materials, quality of work, lifetime warranties, and price make partnering with Alliance Exteriors feel like scoring the winning touchdown for your home. Visit us at AllianceExteriorsIN.com to schedule your free, no-pressure estimate and win big with Alliance Exteriors. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome to Friday Night Football, the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Brought to you by Alliance Exteriors. Eight minutes to play here at Homestead. What a game we have had tonight. And right now, the Homestead Spartans, the number four ranked team in Class 6A, have a 42-38 lead over the 2A number one ranked Bishop Lures Knights. It's the first lead of the night for the Homestead Spartans. They have flipped what was a 10-point Bishop Lures lead, 38-28. Here's the kickoff. High in the air, angling. Sir Hale makes the catch and stepped into the end zone in doing so, and that will come out to the 20. A touchback, and Bishop Lures will start for, I, I'm not sure if this is five or six, but Lures has started almost every drive at their own 20. I believe this is going to be number seven, if, if memory serves me correct, but uh, I've got two pages of scores and drive sheets that I'm not sure what I'm writing on half the time, but... That's a tough break there because his momentum carried him in the end zone, and I'd love to see him take off and see what he could do with it. It was a turnover on a big hit on Carson Clark that knocked the ball free that gave Homestead the opportunity to punch it in and take the lead for the first time tonight. Now Bishop Lewers, how will they respond being behind for the first time in the ballgame? Carson Clark, still at quarterback. That's a good sign because he got popped on that play. He'll throw it near sideline. A flag comes in, probably a hold. And this is probably coming back. The official picked up the flag and went and laid it on the 15-yard line, which means it's some type of spot foul, and that could very well be holding, and it is. Yeah, they both of them got that one. Not the type of way that Matt, that Kyle Lindsay wanted to start this drive with a penalty that marches them back inside their own 10. And that, if, if memory serves me correct, that's their first offensive penalty because I'm not quite sure if they've had maybe they've had a false start or they had that one procedure penalty but yeah like you said tough one there to take there because now you're back to the seven yard line yep from the seven still first down but now it's first and 18 to go it's first and 23 because they marked the penalty from five yards deep. There's oh, a nice play. Little slant route caught by Antoine Lake taking it over the middle, and he gets hit before he could really turn north and south. Yeah. Nice job by the defender to take down Lake right at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, that was a play that they're running that little slip screen, and... And Lake couldn't get vertical quick enough there, and he ran into the backside linebacker there, and second down and long. They need to get to the 30 for the first. They are sitting at the 7. I'm going to Glenn, but he's double covered at the top. Yeah, they've got a safety over the top providing help. 
Shotgun Clark drops, looks, throws to Glenn, and Glenn slips and falls. And what they did was they tried to get Glenn behind that corner and get it to him quick before the safety could get over. Yeah, they, but Glenn got tripped up, and now it is a huge third down and 23 facing the Bishop Lewers Knights. Yeah, they've done that route where he tries to slip inside the corner and get back wide, and they've hit it a couple times, but this time it was just uh, a little too far inside, and it needed to be outside. Spartans fans cheering on their defense. Bishop Lewers hoping for another third down conversion tonight. Here comes the blitz. Clark from the end zone. Throws over the middle. Completed to Jaden Hill, but he's short of the first down at the 18-19 yard line. And it's going to be a punting situation with 6.48 and the clock running here in the fourth quarter. Homestead leads it 42-38. to And it's going to be up to Bishop Lewer's defense to get a quick stop and try to get the ball back as Brody Glenn comes on to punt the football away. Now remember, and Brody Glenn's only other kick tonight, <laughs> the snap took a couple of hops to get back to him. Yeah, they're a shorter guy. There's the snap. This time it's high. Glenn grabs it. Short kick. High in the air, and it doesn't go far. Bounces at the 39. Big bounce for the Bishop Lewers Knights. It goes all the way into Homestead territory. Rolls dead at the 46. Well, made something out of it. Yeah, About a 34-yard kick for Brody Glenn. No return. Spartans start first and 10 at their own 46-yard line, leading at 42-38 to 38 with 6.06 left. Well, how about Homestead's defense the last two series? They get the big hit and uh, fumble recovery that led to the go-ahead touchdown. Then they get a big uh, stop here on, on third down, and now the offense has got a chance to put more points on the board here. Peyton Slavin. The 5'11 junior quarterback lines up from the left hash. Two receivers to the right, one to the left. Single back is Fuchs, handoff up the middle. Fuchs following the blocking and a good push by that Homestead offensive line. Carries Fuchs across the 50 to the 49. Five-yard gain, second down and five. Chad Zolman and Homestead perfectly happy with those kind of plays now because they keep the clock running with 544 left. Yeah, you're going to see Slavin use all he can of the... 45-25 clock to, to bleed the clock here, and you're going to probably see the ball on the ground. I wouldn't be surprised to see Slavin take a, take a, a run here. Ball is near the Homestead H at midfield. Shotgun snap, and they'll throw that quick little mm. route to uh, Gage Sparrow. He makes the catch just inside the Bishop Lures 45. And that's going to be a half yard short of the first down. It brings up a third down, about a half yard to go. And really, that's kind of a little bit of a sit-down route where you just go five yards and sit. Right. you got to get and, beyond the sticks. Though. And that's it. Sparrow made the mistake of not going six yards and getting on the other side of the stick. Yeah, Homestead here, other than bleeding the clock, worst-case scenario here, you like to get at least three out of it to really make it a seven-point game. 
time being taken. Play clock down to two before they run this third and a foot to go play that they got as much time off the clock as possible. So they have taken their second timeout of the half. They'll have one timeout remaining. Timeout Homestead with the Spartans leading at 42 to 38 and facing a third down and one to go. We'll come back. It's high school football from 1380 to fan and 100.9 FM. Alliance Exteriors is a proud sponsor of IHSAA football and proud to be your home improvement partners for life. Alliance Exteriors specializes in metal and shingle roofing, siding, windows, and patios. Our quality of materials, quality of work, lifetime warranties, and price make partnering with Alliance Exteriors feel like scoring the winning touchdown for your home. Visit us at AllianceExteriorsIN.com to schedule your free, no-pressure estimate, and win big with Alliance Exteriors. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. We're back to the field. The Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Brought to you by Alliance Exteriors. Big third down, less than a yard to go for the Spartans who line up in the gun with Peyton Slavin. Low snap. Oh, what a play. his net at the line of scrimmage. Big time hit by the Bishop Lures Knights, Evan Linker. Wow. He has played a huge second half defensively, and it's actually about a half-yard loss. It brings up fourth down, a yard to go. What do you do if you're Homestead? You might try to line up and see if you can get Lures yeah. to jump, but they've shown great discipline tonight. Do they have one timeout left or no? They do have one timeout. Fox at 424 ticking with 15 on the play clock. Yeah. It's fourth down and one at the 45. I wouldn't be surprised if he tries to get him to jump, take a timeout. A 42 to 38 gonna, game. And the play clock is down to one. They're going to run the play. It's a pitch to Fuchs going wide left. First down. Barely. Oh, my. He got around that far edge. It was a low snap that almost completely disabled the play because Lures had someone coming from the defensive end position that almost got to Slavin. He was able to flip it out to Fuchs, and Fuchs got around the left edge. First down yardage at the 39 before he went out of bounds, so he ended up eventually picking up about six yards. Yeah, that's huge now because... They still need a, I'm going to say, two first downs to wrap it up. 4-0-2 remains in the game. Homestead, a four-point lead. Wow, Again, a low snap right at the feet of Slavin. Oh Fuchs spins away from a tackle. Now he breaks it wide right, cuts back at the numbers. He's still on his feet inside the 20, the 15, and taken down near the 12. How did he get out of that pile? Amazing. He is shifty. He's not big. He's 5'10", 150. But I think what happened, Shannon, Lures was trying to strip the football yeah. instead of tackle Foose. Right. And he took advantage of that. When they were reaching, he was running through their arms because uh, a couple of those tackles were, uh, were real whiffs. Yeah. Well, that was a huge play. First down, now Homestead in the red zone. They've got it at the Bishop Lures 11-yard line. Handoff Fuchs bringing it right side, short side. He gets tripped up again by Linker, who's everywhere. And you know what's amazing? You look at Linker, and, you know, this is a kid that is uh, 
5'9", and uh, listed at 186 pounds, but he's a very broad 186. Yeah, I would... And uh, uh, to be running stride for stride out to the sideline with a 5'10", 150-pound running back, pretty impressive for Linker. Yeah, I, I, I tell him right now there's a place for him about 30 miles west of here, and I'd take him in a heartbeat. Kid makes plays, big plays, too. No gain on that. Fuchs could not turn the corner on the right edge. Second down and 10. And they'll try the sweep. Slavin looks for a block. Oh, Can't get around the bounds. left edge. Might have gotten inside the 10 to the 9, but that's only two yards. And he went out of bounds, which stopped the clock. Yeah. That's a junior mistake right there for Slavin. You know, worst case scenario there, just go down. You know, get get what you can and go down right there. And his momentum carrying him out of bounds. 2.39 left with the clock stopped. Homestead 42, Bishop Lures 38. Spartans have it now third down and seven. From around the eight and a half yard line. I think Chad's going to take a timeout here to decide whether or not they want to run a play to get it in the middle of the field and kick the field goal to go up by seven. It's going to be the last timeout Homestead has available with 239 left. So, you know, if you get in one of those situations, get a block kick or something where Lures can scoop it and take it the other way, Homestead would have to try to salvage this game without a timeout still 239 remaining what a game we've had tonight first half nobody got a defensive stop it was all offense seven nothing lures after lures got the opening kickoff they went 80 yards to take a seven nothing lead homestead answered in what just a couple of plays six plays had a six play drive that tied it up 7-7. Then it was 14-7 Lures, 14-14, 21-14 Lures. Then uh, was it 21-21 all yeah. before Lures took the 28-21 lead. Right. And I believe, is that where we were at at halftime? No, we were at 35-21. That's right. They got the ball back after that uh, uh Big mistake here down here by Homestead. They had the draw, Sir Hale, and then... So 35-21 at the half, but Homestead has made up the difference here in the second half. They made it 35-28. Then we're down 38-28. Now they lead it 42-38. Here we go with the big third down and seven play from the left hash. Shotgun for Peyton Slavin. He's going to throw it. Looks over the middle. Intercepted. And it's Linker with the pick. He dropped back into the middle of the zone coverage and intercepts the football. And now Lures has it at the 16-yard line. I don't like, I mean, it's tough to say you don't like this or like that. But to me, I'm not taking that risk there. I get the ball in the middle of the field, kick a field goal, and at least go by seven. Now they can lose the ball game. What a play. And remember, Bishop Lures has three timeouts. Homestead now is out of timeouts. There's 2.31 to play. Homestead 42, Lures 38. Well, and that's the type of play I was talking about, either a block kick or something where you get the football. Now if Lures scores, Homestead would have no timeouts to work with. And that's why I say get the ball in the middle of the field, kick the field goal, go up by seven. At least you got that, you know, coverage 
for you. Ball's on the right hash for Carson Clark, the senior quarterback. He's got Glenn wide to the right, Antoine Lake wide to the left. A quarterback draw for Clark, takes it across the 20, then cuts to the far sideline across the 25, out of bounds at the 26. I think he may be a little bit short of the first down, but smart A yard play. short, nine-yard gain. It'll be a yard short of the first. Yeah, smart play there. Got, got himself out of bounds. And they got, like I said, we, he's got plenty of time. Three timeouts, 224 left. But this kid, that's a lifetime. Ball stays over on the right hash. Sir Hale is the back in the backfield. Two line up wide to the left. One wide receiver to the right. Clark, little screen to Hale. He threw it too high. It's incomplete. Yeah, and that was actually really well defended by the Homestead Spartans, who had two in coverage on Sir Hale on that screen. Yeah, it was kind of, from the start, I think they liked what they had, but it was one of those plays where he really had to touch it in there. Now you set up a third and about a yard, and you want to make sure you get the first down here. 2.16 left. Homestead, 42. Lures, 38. Knights, third down one from the 26. Clark hands it to Hale. Hale hit at the line of scrimmage. He is not going to have the first down. It's going to be a fourth down for Bishop Lures. No gain, just across the 25. It'll be fourth down and a long yard for Bishop Lures. They'll take the timeout with 2.04 left. What a defensive play. Don't know if we caught the number yeah, I was hoping of who the replay here. blew through there for the Homestead Spartans. But, you know, uh, you almost feel like you could say it was Max Schultz because yeah. generally <laughs> when you've seen those plays tonight, it's Max Schultz that has been making them. Of all the nights that we have to have AT&T self-service problems, <laughs> we could have got the replay. But uh... Okay. Okay, so here we go. We've got a big fourth down. What do you do here? Well, if you're Bishop Lures, because I think the play call depends on what you expect the Spartans to do defensively. Well, will they come or will they sit back? Well, I think I think Homestead here is with where they're at and two minutes, 205 left. You know, they're going to probably play a little bit conservative, but I think uh, Lures here is going to put the ball in Clark's hand and let him throw it. You know, I don't think they can risk trying to go up the middle again just because of what... Fourth down, has. yard and a half to go. Lewis will line up with Clark in the gun. That puts him five yards deep in the backfield. Sir Hale, lone running back. Two receivers left. Brody Glenn wide to the right. Here comes the blitz up the middle. Clark will roll to the left. Looking, looking. Late throw sideline. Oh Caught on the toe tap by McAturf. My Lord. At the 39-yard line. First down, Bishop Lewers. Unbelievable patience by Clark because he ran all the way almost to out of bounds. And he couldn't slow down because he was being pursued. But he finally was able to dump it off. McAturf got open. First down for the Bishop Lewis Knights. They're still alive with a minute 57 left. Talking about buying some time. He just kept buying, buying some time, then found the guy on the boundary. From the 40, Homestead faking the blitz. Will they come? Here's the snap. They do come.
Dom. And Clark slips out of the pocket to the right on the run. And Clark, all the way to the far sideline, steps out of bounds near the 48-yard line. And that'll be an eight-yard gain. It'll be second down and two, but the clock stops with a minute 50 left. A 42-38 Homestead lead. Lures with the football. These two teams, both 2-0, both state ranked. For Lures, a number one ranking in Class 2A. For Homestead, a number four ranking in Class 6A. From the right hash, second down and two. Carson Clark gets the snap. He'll drop back. The protection is there. A throw over the middle, and it's McInturf will make, or uh, Glenn will make the catch. Two receivers collided at the football. They ran double post. Yeah, and, and the post was right where the football hit them because they hit each other. The but a catch by Brody Glenn at the 28-yard line, 27-yard line, and it's a first and 10 for Lures. Well, it was like two trains passing in the night. The fact that he held on to it was remarkable. Minute 34, drop back, delay draw. Here goes Sir Hale, tries to bounce it out to the right, picks up a block from Brody Glenn to the first oh, sideline, wow, and call. then they're going to throw a late flag. <laughs> As Hale goes out of bounds, he picked up about five yards, but they're going to throw the flag, and someone from Homestead is down. Yeah, I think that's uh, Schultz again. Yeah, Schultz is uh, slow to get up. Well, and I tell you what, the Homestead coaching staff really kind of got that call because it was actually a late flag. It was a late yeah, flag, and it's going to be a hold. It was a hold, too. And so a march-off against Bishop Lures will put the ball back on the 29-yard line. But since the hold took place about eight yards upfield, it's first down and 12. From the 29, Lures down by four with a minute 27 left. From the right hash, Clark has two receivers each side. Delay draw again. They'll run the same play. Hale bounces it out to the right sideline and gets popped just about the 20-yard line after picking up nine yards. Well, let them know if they're going to let the clock. You're either whining and are blowing it down. He's, the official is still yet to deter this. <laughs> yeah, it looked like he went out of bounds, but they'll say he got hit and his knee went down inbound, so the clock continues to run. We're ticking down close to a minute. Again, Carson Clark, experienced quarterback for the Bishop Lures Knights. He will drop. He'll look. Now he'll spin to his right. He heads for the sideline and then gets what he can. Oh, there's a penalty. And a late hit by Homestead is going to put this ball inside the 10-yard line. Yeah, huge mistake. That's, that's an undisciplined error. Clark went out of bounds at the 16-yard line. Bad, game-changing, potentially, penalty. That was Floyd, I believe, over there on the sideline. That's going to put the ball inside the 10-yard line for the late hit on Carson Clark. The personal foul, and it stops the clock with 50 seconds left. And again, remember, Homestead turned all their timeouts on their last possession. They got no timeouts left. So if Lewis scores here, Homestead will take over with no timeouts. 
They put it at the eight-yard line. First and goal for Bishop Lures. Looking to take the lead in the last minute. Sir Hale up the middle. Hit at the line of scrimmage, and he'll get a yard inside the seven. Well, you better hurry up. I don't know what they're doing here. They Clock's down to 38, 35. Still ticking, 33. My Lord. Well, they do have the timeouts left. They've still got two timeouts. Yeah, I don't uh, understand 27 it. seconds. Carson Clark taking a sweet time. We're down to 24 seconds from the right hash. Clark still takes a long time. Now they'll run a little cross buck. They've got Hale taking it to the right wow. pylon. He's in. Touchdown. <laughs> Shows you what we know, right? With 13.6 seconds remaining, Bishop Lures has just taken the lead. 44-42. And an extra point could give them the three-point advantage with just 13.6 seconds left. What a ball game again here in our third week. to get some younger guys up here in the booth, Shannon. I don't know if our heart's <laughs> going to be able to take this all season. Oh, my. The extra point attempt, Pineda, the kick, up with the leg and good. A back-and-forth game has been back and forth here in the fourth quarter. Homestead battled from a 10-point deficit to get on top, and now Bishop Lures with a huge response, an interception at the goal line to take away a scoring chance from Homestead that could have almost put the game away. And then Lures takes advantage of that turnover and takes it all the way for a touchdown what with a just 13.6 seconds left, 45-42 nights. What a gutsy play call, too. I mean, they ran the ball in, and the top clock was ticking down, and Hale got to the outside. It was a de great design play. Um, yeah, they had uh, a fake to the left, right. and then kind of crossed Hale back going to the right. And the speed of Hale, he beat everybody to the far sideline and got to the pylon. Yeah, I'm, you know, I go back to that last series by Homestead. What they needed to do, they only needed three to make it a seven-point game. And they went to try to, you know, end it because they were fearful of, you know, maybe going into overtime, I guess. But uh, I got a feeling they're going to look at that and, you know, that'll be all nightmare tonight in the coaches sleep we've got a post-game show coming your way in minutes from the coventry pizza hut caleb hatch and i will be there scores highlights coaches interviews and plenty more coming up tonight until 11 o'clock with the indiana physical therapy post-game show from the coventry pizza hut here's lures to kick it off with the knights now leading at 45 42 this is a big old squib kick. Roel Pineda will squib it. That skips along the ground, taken at the 26. Up the middle of the field, spinning, dancing, still fighting. Needs to Get go out. down. And he gets to the 35, but there's only six seconds remaining. Now, you might be able 
here's the thing, Shannon, because of the time used on that kickoff, you might be able to get two offensive plays, but you've got to have a play to kick a field goal. So, yeah. really, the offense has to think, we've got to get one play in less than six seconds and get somewhere inside the Lures 30. Yeah. That's a lot to ask yeah. starting at your own 35. Yeah, and, you know, in this type of a ball game, you know, Lures is going to play prevent, so they're going to give them anything underneath. Lures lines up five. Well, now it's uh, more of like a six-man secondary. But I'm surprised the initial way they lined up because for me, I want to line up somewhere back 35, 40-yard line so I know everything in front of me is okay. Right. Nothing behind me. Correct. And it's a timeout that's called by, I believe, Kyle Lindsay because he was the only one that had one. Yeah. Well, you got to look at what they're going to run formationally so now they can kind of adjust their defense to, to suit the formation. And my goodness, what a ball game tonight. And uh, this Bishop Lewis team, I tell you, they're gritty, they play hard in places they're undersized, and they got a quarterback that's a phenomenal kid that uh, does things that... Uh, got an interesting number for you. Shake uh, your head about. Jump in here. Offensive averages this year, Homestead 45, Lures 42 and a half, and we <laughs> almost have hit the numbers. Drop back, Slavin, throw to the far sideline, bounces in front of the intended receiver, but it only took 2.9 seconds for that throw in front of Gage Sparrow, who is the intended target, about eight yards downfield. Well, that was kind of what you're saying, trying to get a little piece of yardage, and then you, you could maybe take a shot down the field. But uh... Well, and Slavin is the quarterback. I didn't know if he's got the strongest arm because I'm not sure if you're going to go Hail Mary or try to do the lateral play. Drop back Slavin, throws it, and intercepted. Lewis picks it off. It is Daughtry with the interception, and the time will run out as Daughtry steps out of bounds, and the Bishop Lures Knights, the number one team in Class 2A, have come from behind to defeat the Homestead Spartans 45-42. You said it. What a ball game tonight here at Homestead. We are three for three on instant classics. Can't wait for what next week has in store. Yeah, just uh, I, you just tip your hats to both coaches, staff, and the players. The game that you hate to see somebody lose. You see Slavin and Clark shaking hands after the game there. And, boy, uh, just an unbelievable football game. We'll take a timeout. Shannon is coming back here at Homestead to give you all the scoring of this one, which will give me plenty of time to drive to the Coventry Pizza Hut. In fact, I could probably get out to the Pine Valley Pizza Hut with the time it's going to take you to go through scoring. And then it's off to the post-game show at the Indiana, or at the Pizza Hut with the Indiana Physical Therapy post-game show. What a game here tonight. The Bishop Lewis Knights defeat the Homestead Spartans 45-42. to Back in a moment, it's the high school football game of the week. On 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Podcasts by Federated Media.